Hi, and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the fifth place finisher of Invicta, Hudson, about being very close to winning so many challenges and maneuvering through the game socially. I'm joined today by the fifth place finisher from Invicta, the sixth member of the jury, Hudson. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Thanks for having me. It's going good. Excited to talk to you and get to hear your side of things. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. I've talked to everyone who finished ahead of you this season (laughs) already. That hurts. (laughs) Sorry, but I think I think you have the ability to provide a lot, a very different perspective than all of them. Um, yeah, I, I remember I was very, I don't know, I'd say like an anti-hero, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Uh, I just know that um, Toga, Mary, and Jathan com- had, had a, like had played a combined like one maybe two survivor orgs prior to this um and i don't think ryan had played a ton either whereas i feel like you're a much more experienced org player than that i was i was around i think like 35 orgs in at the time i used to have a spreadsheet i this was my most recent org i've played though oh wow okay all right um so yeah so i guess i guess that's a good good place to to start like what got you into orgs yeah, so I originally, I I had Discord for other things. I was a big basketball guy, and I would play in these uh, servers where everyone, or like 30 people would all take ownership of like a an NBA team. I took my favorite team, the Dallas Mavericks, and I was just doing it. It was like, a, like you manage your own team, and you trade with the other guys, and then someone simulated it on the NBA 2K, and it was a fun time. Um, but one of those guys... They hit me up one day, and I had been friends with them for a while. And they let me know one of their friends had this Survivor work thing. I didn't know much about Survivor or reality shows aside from, like, I watched, I think, Hockey On when I was younger. Whenever, well, whenever it was first coming out. Hmm. And my cousin won Big Brother, so I remembered a little bit from that. But um, that was a fun little flex. I use that so much as social game. But <laughs> anyway... Um, it was uh, this Smash, it was called Super Smash Survivor. I think it was like season 14 or something of it. And I went in not really knowing how anything worked. And I gave it a shot. It was pretty fun. I was not social in any capacity very early on. I was very much do the challenge and, and just get mad at anybody who didn't do the challenge well. And it kind of worked. And it got me to like the merge. And then during the merge, I kind of had a social game a bit because I was like, okay, I'm actually half decent. Let me actually like. Give it a go. So I got a little social, and I ended up winning that one. It was super fun, and it definitely fueled my ego a lot. So from that point, I wanted to play more. So then I played a lot more. I eventually got more wins, but it took, like, well over a year. So not the greatest average or anything like that, but I always made it to, like, at least emerge. And I found that, like, playing these games really just, it made me get out of my comfort zone a little bit. Because I had been like super introverted, I wouldn't, 
I could talk to people fine, but I couldn't keep a long conversation. So kind of forcing myself to learn these new hobbies just so I could like get along with new people. Or like in that Smash Survivor one, I didn't know much about Smash Bros, but I bought the game just so I could, you know, learn a little bit. And I had a fun time. And then I ended up loving the game. And then I did the same kind of thing with a lot of different themes of different survivors. So I kind of got more and more into them because they got me out of my shell a lot. That's so interesting. I like that a lot. That's uh, definitely a way to expand your hobbies. and, and... <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the rambling answer anyway. <laughs> no, I like it. It's, it's, a, good, it's a good answer. Uh, I, you know, I feel like I've seen a few times um, within Alliance, you know, people bring up something that you know they care about from a hobby standpoint and then somebody else will be like oh yeah i'll try that out um and it's not not a very frequent occurrence though uh i think it mostly i would say happens with things like music because that's a really easy thing to kind of just like go on itunes youtube whatever and just pull up a couple of songs but yeah these days that's like my whole thing i run like a whole like music server with a few hundred people (laughs) and i just find music every day because it's a lot easier than the social gaming every day (laughs) absolutely um Mm -hmm. well let's see so you played a bajillion orgs (laughs) um Uh, i did uh you had your fair share of successes and then at some point you were I have it here uh, easily accessible i do i'm vamping um uh you were invited to apply or told to apply or however the conversation went um, was it my that invited me uh i it's you you listed jordan jordan oh yeah jordan did yeah i played with them and red pandorg then they invited me yes yes so she invites you um a, as as is probably the case with at least 50 percent of the people who apply to play alliance like i see the application come in and i don't know anything about this person <laughs> i'd never <laughs> seen them before in my life um, that was a blessing <laughs> i love going to that uh yeah you said you'd won four times um you listed some of the other things. You were a three-time fan favorite, six times most robbed, three-time player of the season, two-time host favorite, three-time hero, four-time villain, uh, average place. I had to make sure I looked good. Yeah, it's all true, but like I was like, let me make sure. I just, I really want to get cast. So yeah, pushed it all. Um, you've also hosted your fair share. Um, mm. Yeah, just you know. Swiss Army yeah, Knife. I, it was it was a big thing for me. I felt like it a lot of my time outside of like working some of my real life things. Of course, a lot of it just radiated around orgs and the people I would meet in them. And I believe at the time, or not like I did at that specific time, but I had made my own org at one point. Eventually, I didn't own it anymore, but I made one. I hosted plenty. I really loved making challenges. And I just liked server management. Just like making a bot work or just keeping attention to how the game was interacting, how people were interacting. I, I kind of liked being like the overhead. And then over time, I really found myself loving that even more than playing to an extent. Yeah, I, I'm i in that role and I completely agree. 
it's, it's, so, it's so, so much less stressful <laughs> i can just laugh at everything that's going wrong instead of like stressing <laughs> uh perhaps um most notable i the most notable thing i remember from your application was uh in the spot where we asked you to describe yourself in three words your three words were were your future winner <laughs> Oh my god, I was so full of myself. Jesus. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yes, a little bit. I got close. <laughs> you did. Sort of. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll get to it. Uh, mm. So let's see. This was a winter season. It was in January, started in January of 2022. Mm. Um, this was a season where, uh, well, not, not the only season uh, nowadays, but one of the seasons where we had. Uh, a little bit of difficulty getting uh, applicants as the date neared, but fortunately we had, I think like a lot of our, I like put out the call to our VIPs mm -hmm. or something and they scrounged up enough people to get us to a cast of 14. And I remember yeah, Jordan told me about that. Yes. Yeah. I see. Cause we had based on the dates uh, when, when these applications came in, we had three applicants by the new year. And then after that, within the span, starting on, on January 6th, Will applied. And then we got like six applicants on the 10th, 11th, and 12th to overall, two more on the 16th, and two more on the 18th, which were, well, it's like the day before the season started. Yeah, um, it worked out. I mean, there's a lot of like places <laughs> where like, it's like the reputation of if someone's like struggling to need applicants, the first thing that a lot of people will think is like, oh, it can't be that good if no one's applying. But this one, the whole cast ended up like generally working out. So it, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I've, I don't watch a lot of other orgs, but um, I know a lot of people who are hosts in other places. And every time I talk to one of them about like casting and stuff, it's more often than not, it's, it's, it's about the fact that it's not going as well as they want it to go um it's not often the opposite way especially since you know covid has the height of covid is passed by yeah that was the peaks when everyone started expecting every season that they had to always have those like what 40s 50s sometimes even more than the applicants but people yeah. started having jobs again so couldn't Definitely. do that absolutely all right so uh looks like january 18th or so um is when everybody gets marooned into the Invicta server and you get your first chance to see who else you'll be playing with. So the other other members of the cast besides you were Becky, Dum Dum, Emily, Heidi, Jathan, Kev, Madison, Mary, Nick, Nivy, Ryan, Toga, and Will. Um, I know you knew Nivy uh, prior to this. Vaguely, yeah. Um, were you familiar with anybody else on the cast? Uh, I had no, I had seen Will play before. We hadn't interacted. I think maybe we maybe exchanged like a message in like some audience chat somewhere or something, but not really any major interaction. And then Ivy and I just vaguely knew each other, but we didn't have that much interaction. I didn't really recognize them. So then I mentioned it and then that ended up working out for our relationship, which we'll talk about later on. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. So smaller cast on the small size of, of 14 uh you and so 
one of the things I'm trying to remember the uh, no, it was just a pretty much we just dropped you in your um, tribes <laughs> from this season. Uh, so <clears throat> I don't know. Were there any? I guess like the first challenge, and this will kind of roll into the question I was trying to ask. Uh, the first challenge is a reward challenge that ultimately is going to ask you to create your own country and a bunch of other details within it. And in the process, it'll you're going to kind of take a tour through the sub-channels of the season, walk around the island, um, learn a little, answer some questions, draw a picture, yada, yada, yada. Um, <clears throat> so I guess one... I don't know. How did you come up with Alba and the details therein? Uh, hmm. Could you refresh me on some of the details of my Absolutely. country? Absolutely. I have the slide pulled up. Um, uh, so Alba was a small country with the main language of Italian. Uh, there's hiking and rock climbing. The principal color is orchid. Um ricotta dumplings with asparagus and green garlic were the you know staple food national animal was the hummingbird there's a bunch of miscellaneous facts um uh that... yeah, okay i remember a little bit now yeah okay <laughs> i well the color i picked because it was one of my favorite colors at the time i like pastel versions of a lot of colors i had already used so much pastel blue recently that i went with orchid or more of like a pastel pinkish at the time in terms of the food, I don't remember exactly what it, what the exact thing I Googled was, but I remember I just wanted it to be like some fancy sound in food. So I picked something, I Googled dishes with it, and then one looked really good in the picture, and I went with it. <laughs> um, in terms of the landscape, I am just a guy that really enjoys mountains and stuff like that. And the idea of just like a smaller island, I thought a lot of people were going to go very over the top or just not necessarily over the top but just have larger countries i kind of want someone to go against it a little bit go against the grain kind of have like an underdog kind of country because <laughs> i can appreciate one that does not get enough respect which i don't remember if i got respect or not but it was pretty cool my flag was admittedly kind of basic i think i made it in like photoshop it looks fairly straightforward i probably just used the paint bucket and the star <laughs> but I, it, it's fine it's it's pretty enough. I, uh, I'd believe you if you told me that was a real flag somewhere. That's Oh, yeah. I mean, you, you've seen some of these, like, new flags that come out. I'm sure, like, uh, there's a lot of these, I'd believe. That one, like, the fourth column, the second one, like, the stripes? Yeah, that is yes. definitely, that's got to be a real flag. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you put together a very nice country. You had a, I think you were the only person who Probably. made a PDF for yours. Yeah. If I remember correctly, I love making PowerPoints and PDFs. That's so trash. <laughs> and so, what we did was we took all of the information, we posed the question to our VIPs hey, uh, out of these 14 countries, rank them, rank your first, second, and third options. And then, if you got ranked first, that was worth three points, second, two, and so forth. And whichever three got the most points overall would get a reward that ultimately was additional points for the first immunity challenge and you and alba received seven first place votes six second place votes and one okay. third place vote um so you I'm should have... <laughs> uh -huh. 
you showed up on 14 overall mm. ballots and I got a score of 34, which was just good enough for third place and uh, a spot on the podium and a small piece of the reward. Heck yeah. I'd love to see it. I, I yeah. probably needed it. Oh, yeah. There's the endurance challenge. Yes. Right after them. Yeah. Dum Dum, Dum Dum, and Blurg were second, and uh, Ryan. Mm. Ambrosia and that uh, very picturesque flag you pointed out were number one. <laughs> Ryan works in graphic design, doesn't he? I feel like there's yes. something like that. Yes. Yeah. It's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. So then, my my next question is, uh, you know, the, the the reveal that this season is not going to have tribes in the pre-merge. Uh, it co- happens immediately, co- leaving marooning. So it's a 14-player, one-world situation. Um, And as you'll find out, the mechanism in place is going to be that um, in the quote-unquote pre-merge part of the game, roughly half of the players will be safe, and the bottom half in each challenge will end up going to vote somebody out. So how... I'm guessing that's not something you saw very often in the 30-some-odd times you'd played before. And how did you feel about it? How did it kind of cause you to yeah. adjust? Yeah, I've heard of I've seen times, or I had been in times where, like, they would have, like, everyone together for, like, one round and then break it into tribes or whatever. But having it fully commit to, like, non-tribes but have that twist was a new experience. But I really liked the idea of it, partially because I felt like I had been... Or I felt like I was pretty strong when it came to challenges. Of course, I didn't know what kind of challenges Alliance had. I didn't know, have any experience with it. But I, I'm a big puzzle guy. I don't know. I'm good with math. So I figured, like, there's a lot of challenges that could work out for me. Like, the interns one ended up working out for me, for example, next. But I felt like I was just... It would help me a lot. And then I kind of like the idea of being able to be... To interact with everybody right off the bat. Because that gives you that flexibility of just kind of building it being able to build those relationships from the start. It can't be a situation where your tribe loses all the immunity challenges, then you go into a merge and you're heavily disadvantaged. Yeah, it doesn't mean you can't go into it advantaged either, but being able to have everybody on like a level ground right off the bat and everyone have a chance to chat with everybody, I think it really worked out for me. Yeah, I, it definitely poses a interesting situation and um, can complicate things both in a good and a bad way, depending on... <laughs> your position yeah yeah it didn't work out with my hogwarts sport but you know it's fine (laughs) oh boy we'll get to that uh um so and then i guess you know getting you know after this challenge ends you you have the night Mm -hmm. and i think most of the next day before the endurance immunity challenge starts um did you have any early vibes positive or negative with anybody that kind of sticks out that you remember from what i remember i i remembered uh just in like a, a random where i know like for example me and toga ended up being like super close for having majority of the game we interacted right off the bat really well uh will and i got along i think if i remember i brought up like some org that we had both played i think it was like i want to say it was like vid orgs or something was the name it was like this pokemon theme one and uh will mentioned they saw me play it or something but Will was really cool. I remember Nivy and I, they had they have a very different time zone, so a lot of times we wouldn't get to interact that much. But at the time, I was a good bit of a night owl, like a solid 2 or 3 a.m. kind of night owl. 
So I was able to get a lot of time chatting with them. And I think that was really nice because they were a really nice person. And while early on we didn't exchange that many messages, we still had like a good rapport right off the bat. And that was nice. I remember people like, um, like Ryan and Dathan and I can't see if anyone else comes to mind. I think those were like the main two, maybe Heidi as well, where they were like really good conversationalists, but it didn't, I don't think my relationship with them really started getting off the ground until like strategy came in a bit more. But I could tell they were like nice people and very easy to chat with. It was just, um, I had those main few that I connected with right off the bat more. Gotcha. Cool. Uh, and then I think even before the first challenge, um, you're out there in the sub channels. And so uh, this season, the sub channels and mm. I don't know, I keep saying pre-merge. Hopefully if you're listening to this, you understand what I mean by that. But <laughs> um, the pre-merge portion of the game were specific sections of the facilities that uh, basically representing um, an Olympics mm. style spot rooms and everything you got the cafe the gym the media center the pools the stadium the lyceum and you find an advantage in the lyceum that ends up being a safety without power yeah and who walked in two minutes later and missed it (laughs) will take that punk i'm just kidding will's great (laughs) yeah so this was the mastermind combination thing that was going on that was diabolical oh my goodness (laughs) so many tries but i remember right it was i lost sleep yeah i that was a weird one um it was like it's i don't know it's it's a form a mechanism i don't think we have ever really done before where we were like hiding numbers in other commands and uh including that one what's that and then like you would like I remember we would all interact with like some of the other like contestants who were like finding letters or codes in different rooms. I remember I got like a piece from Ivy that I ended up using to find that some advantage. It might have been that one. But it, it brought that nice layer into the game of like choosing who to share what with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think I, it was like a nine digit code, I believe, and eight of them were mm-hmm. relatively easy to recognize and then the like ninth one was a number replacing a letter somewhere in the response i don't remember specifically what it was but i think that has been a little bit i'm not sure if i recall um but yeah you were there uh toga was with you when you found the safety without power and Mm. now you you know i think one of the if not the earliest uh advantage finds we've had of any legitimate substance <laughs> of substance Ooh. i guess anyone who found them before me is feeling so hurt right now <laughs> um <laughs> i guess i don't know what are, what do you what do i don't know i guess i don't know how much you were told about mm-hmm. sub channels and that mechanism and that structure prior to the season i was not told anything at all I, I i got a little bit from like will telling me at some point hey check out this command in this room i think it was like the swimming pool or something he found like a command and i was like oh shit so those exist like everywhere so then i started running around but everyone was asleep like let me just look everywhere and then like every now and then like because the time zones and ivy and i would pass by and like oh snap you're awake what's up and i would chat but 
I didn't know anything about in advance. I mean, I've heard of the systems before, but I hadn't seen it here, so I didn't know that it existed. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. So you find. So this was like early in the morning. You find the safety without power. It's. Uh, it can be used as long as there are six or more people in the game. So, pretty powerful. Pretty useful. Pretty handy. Indeed. Very nice. When there's about half the people left. Yeah. <laughs> Very useful. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that so that brings us to the facilities tour, mm-hmm. this season's twenty four hour uh, endurance challenge, and in this one, it was a pretty, I don't know, standard check in challenge where the mechanism behind it was that within each hour of time, uh, a random message would show up in the challenge channel, and it would tell you go to this sub channel, use this command. And the speed with which you did that relative to the rest of the players would determine how many points you got. Uh, you could only do this for, I believe, 18 eight, times. Yes, 18 out of the possible 24 times. And uh, the top six, was it? Seven. Top seven would be safe. Um, for finishing third in the. Uh, reward challenge you had a bonus five points walking in the door dum-dum had a bonus 10 and ryan had a bonus 15 so oh and the only the top 12 counted i believe uh yes so you you had some you had some flexibility altogether i still stayed up (laughs) yeah so yeah so i guess one are you do you feel are you confident in your speed in this type of a challenge and two how do you feel Mm -hmm. about challenges that i don't know kind of ask you to stay awake for 10 20 hours so i'm conflicted on them because i'm really good at them because i have no shame and (laughs) yeah i i i can flexible with like my work at the time a lot of i was working part-time so i usually had a lot of days off so those challenges usually favored me I didn't like them because I felt bad because it screwed a lot of people over. Thankfully, I think this one was made in a way that really helped out to where only 12 count- counted and you could only even try 18 out of 24 times. Mm-hmm. So it kind of forced people to get a quick power nap in every now and then, <laughs> which is nice. Um, I I do generally feel confident with those. And it, it you know, I almost won. I see I got tied for second which was nice mm-hmm. but i think it was a really cool challenge I, I felt like i could navigate fast i had a lot of experience with like speed based challenges so while i think maybe i wasn't like the number one fastest typer i i had like this whole thing where i think i if i remember correctly i had like a spreadsheet where i had all the commands ready to copy and paste and i would stare at my screen just like <laughs> waiting for it and oh my goodness that was that was a try hard <laughs> Yeah, I see in your confessional, you were tracking all the minute values that had been used uh, throughout the challenge oh, what, as well. What was wrong? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, very, maybe it mattered. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, I'll see it. I made it color coded too. So, uh, <laughs> so and I, th- one of the things, uh, so you ended up with, um, three of the prompts you were the fastest person to uh and you did the first uh you did the first 14 prompts 
took two hours off and then came back and did the lap, the next four after that. And like you said, you finished tied for second overall. Uh, in raw points, if you exclude uh, any bonuses, you were also second, but you were second to Toga since Ryan was gaining additional 15 points and wouldn't have finished ahead of you otherwise. Um, I'm kind of happy I didn't place first. <laughs> I remember, I think it was like, if the same guy wins the first two challenges, it kind of like, it builds something, a target there. So, well, I, I was homies with Ryan. I was still kind of like, well, hey, if I'm still immune, I don't, it's fine if I'm not first. Let me just hide. Absolutely. Um, overall, you were averaging more than 12 points per response, which would be faster, would be like faster than the third person to the prompt, uh, which was the fastest rate of anybody. Pretty good, all things considered. Solid. Yeah. So uh, you end up, so Ryan ends up first, you and Toga tie for second, Mary's fourth, Madison and Will tie for fifth, and then Dum Dum grabs the last spot of safety in seventh, sending Becky, Heidi, Nivy, Kev, Emily, Nick, and Jathan to Kigo. And so now these seven people are going to go vote somebody out and you i don't know especially in these first early cycles was this when you weren't going to be attending did you how how involved did you want to be in that process uh i'd say like not too involved but i wanted to know a general idea like i it was i'm sure in the moment i cared a lot more but if i remember correctly about like what my general gameplay was at the time. It was a lot of cases to where, like, I, I imagine if you're not at a tribal council, but you're asking everybody a bunch, hey, what's going on? Hey, who's the vote? Blah, 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 blah. It makes it look like you're just trying to get a bunch of info out of them. So a lot of times I kind of like made it a bigger focus, less so on like who the target was and more so just like the people that I liked were going to be safe. Which kind of worked out, but I didn't have to worry too much in the early game because there was a good chunk of people that, at least in my perception at the time, and some of them it was true, they just weren't as active as others. There were some like clear possible targets, so I felt like at least the people that I liked that didn't place in the top seven, I had some faith in making it to the next round, so I didn't have to force anything too much. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, I think... I think that's been most people's like uh, answer to that question of I want to know what's happening, but I don't want to I don't want people to feel like I'm being nosy about it kind of thing. I'm sure I, I kind of came across as nosy at the time. Just knowing <laughs> it seemed that I actually counted DMs. I definitely was trying a little bit, so I would not be surprised. Um, so the seven of them go to vote. It ends up being a five one one vote with Becky being voted out of the game and Kev and Jathan each getting a vote as well. And uh, she was gone, oh. never to return. Oh, unfortunate. Rest in peace. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so down to 13. And that brings us to the second immunity challenge, which was social deduction. Uh, very different from a 24-hour endurance check-in challenge uh here you just had to make one decision once um 
at, at some point in I probably assume the <laughs> afternoon. Uh, no communication allowed, if I remember right. Correct. That sounds right. Uh, you had five different colors to choose from. Each one had its own separate uh, mm-hmm. criteria for whether you would attend Kigo, whether you wouldn't, whether you'd have immunity, whether you'd get votes negated against you in the future, um, and so on and so forth. Uh, do you remember like the decision making in this and and how that went? Um. I gotta be real with you. I don't. Let me see. Was there is there a list of like what those meant? Oh, I see. Okay. Yes. I see the color key, and I picked orange. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. If I if I remember correctly, I see I was the only one that picked orange because if you read orange, it doesn't sound like a good thing. You're guaranteed to be at council in some capacity. It kind of worked out because I ended up being immune. But I think uh, part of my mind, I kind of wanted to attend a council. Because I feel if you avoid them forever, while I, of course, don't want to be in danger, you kind of have to at least let yourself take some of that risk to build some of those relationships that you get from being in tribal councils. That's like the good side to them. So I figured, I felt like I was in a fine enough social spot to where I could take that risk to where even if someone else goes with the orange too, which I'm sure I thought was unlikely, but I don't know. It's It's been two years. Um <laughs> I'm sure either way that I felt like I could make it out of it alive. So it was worth a little risk. Yeah. You asked me, and I'm going to guess this was very soon after the rules were posted, whether if you picked orange, when you would know whether you got the immunity. And I told you, you wouldn't know until you got there. So you'd have to wait until the vote, until you were actually there. Oh my goodness. So that's, it's a little scary. Um, that was scary. I think that made me like hesitate. Oh my gosh! Did I really keep the spreadsheet of how I thought everyone else's relationships were? Okay, that was a little much. But that does sound like me. I I love the spreadsheets. Um, but yeah, you um, you did you did go with the orange. I know. I remember somebody said they were also considering orange, and I don't remember who it was now. Uh, I'm not sure. But uh, you do show up, and uh, you are immune. So, you know, all of the benefits and none of the risk, I guess. I still have to vote for someone. So if I voted incorrectly, then it would be a little awkward. But I'd be fine, probably. <laughs> um, so let's see. the Everyone who picked red was also going to be attending. So that was Heidi, Madison, Nick, and Will. Uh, everybody who picked yellow was safe. Dum Dum, Nivy, and Ryan. Uh, the people who picked green were also, also all attending, and they ended up with a vote negated against them to be, uh, I think, that expired at five. Uh, and so that was Emily, Jathan, Mary, and Toga. And then the only person to pick blue was kev and blue meant you to pick somebody else and if they went you were safe and if you were safe they went kev picked blue and picked emily emily was attending so kev was safe uh so this is this is the biggest uh group of people attending until we get to the merge vote uh with nine people showing up to kiko and uh i think i don't know a bigger 
especially early in the game it feels like having a bigger group of people go is just really good if you're a social player <laughs> if you're at least talking to other people it's usually a positive uh, indeed it is i would say but there's always negatives to anything but definitely more positive yeah so yeah you're gonna attend your first first vote how do you how does it end up how going how it ends up going uh i mean generally i think what i had in mind was just there's more people that went to that tribal that i wasn't aligned with than i originally like anticipated like obviously there's no communication but you always expect to be with more of your homies but didn't know end up with too many at that tribal so i think my strategy just looking at like my trust rankings i had a lot of people in yellow or orange generally that's just kind of like people that i'm not really talking any game with so in my mind i was like anyone in like the bottom like four of my rankings i don't obviously had a preference because uh, i've had the same guy last in my rankings every time but anyone in that bottom if the target ended up on them not the end of the world or anything wasn't going to try to push any buttons. The whole focus was just to start establishing those relationships in a vote. Makes sense. Uh, yeah, you've got... Um, <laughs> yeah, Kev, bottom of the trust rankings, but was not eligible <laughs> this time. There's a lot of DMs, though. <laughs> so, so many. Seven whole channels of DMs, each with who knows how many messages, if I'm reading this correctly. Seven. I'm sure I am. That's the number of messages I've exchanged with each person. No, so I, I had interacted. <laughs> ours combined. So I probably sent four messages. He probably sent three. And that, that, that was a whole conversation through three days. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's a little rough. It's a little rough. Um, did, did not help me with my social game. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we get there. Everybody's on Emily as the vote. And uh, that's how it goes. Uh, Madison votes for Heidi, Emily votes for Jathan, and we get some interesting information with uh, a vote against Emily and a vote against Jathan being negated thanks to their color choice. So if you're playing along at home, that means Mary and Toga also have a vote against them negated, I assume. Um, or I, I don't know if everyone else knew that, but uh, that that was the reality. I'm sure maybe they found out like, after the fact someone did the math, but... <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. Uh, so yeah, first vote came out unscathed and uh, got the vote right. Good job. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't really think about using my safety that power anytime early. Because if you whip out an advantage at the first tribal, oh, you're so getting votes <laughs> at the next one, no matter what. So I didn't care if I was in danger. I was not going to touch that. I I concur. <laughs> um. So third challenge is the blind judge challenge where we asked where we were pairing you all up and asking you to uh, create a new event for the Invicta games that you would pitch to our panel of judges. The panel was comprised of all the former winners of Alliance. So that's seven people as well as Becky and Emily, the first two people voted out and they would rank all six submissions from first to sixth and the highest average position, uh, the three highest average position events would be safe from the next vote. We were right there. If we got like 18 more first place votes, out <laughs> <laughs> of six. Mm, almost. So, an average of last. As, we didn't, I don't think we shared this during the season, but 
anytime we had to combine people uh, after this one, it was just the the goal was just to combine you with people you hadn't been combined with before. This first time we combined people, though, the mechanism we used was we took down the number of messages in all of the DM channels and tried to pair you with the person you talked to the least to try to encourage Bro, people to you. talk to each other. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, I, this got rigged. I'm just I'm, I, I mean, I, I probably would have done the same as a host. You got to try to force these people to start chatting if they're not chatting already. So, yeah. well, I am totally calling rig. Not rig. Um, it, it was a fair choice. Fair choice. So, yes, as your uh, reaction indicates, um, you were paired with Kev uh and you had roughly 24 hours to figure out you know what you were going to do and and um create it create a pitch be as creative as you wanted to really yeah and uh, having i think a non-original idea <laughs> i will say having talked to a lot of the people who have done this challenge from this season there was i, I think almost every pair was very heavily driven by one of those two people. Um, I don't know if they were quite as lopsided as yours was, but uh, it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't something that was only happening in this. In this, uh, from the two of you. But yeah, I, mean, I, I see. Hey, no, we had some interaction. I'm checking like after the elimination, <laughs> the DM counts. Me and Kev went from seven to eight. We tried. <laughs> <laughs> seven to eight in crowd yeah. that one message is more than the amount of votes that he sent out that tribal yeah <laughs> yeah I, I i'm tracking i see here you sent three messages on day one in that channel as a pair there were four more messages on the third day of the game and then there was one more message on the ninth day of the game and then it stopped that was it Oof. Um, oh, um, such is life. Yeah. So you come up with three ideas. Calvin Ball, Quidditch, and extreme couponing. Uh, Quidditch, I mean, none of these are, uh, I guess, extreme, coupon, extreme couponing is like the only real thing that exists in the real world exactly as it was conceived, I think. Obviously, like, I know, like, People in my college played Quidditch, but obviously we can't fly around on brooms and things of that nature. Yeah, but what if you could vote for me? Um, <laughs> it's too late. I can't get votes. Um, yeah, I don't know. Was there any particular reason uh, you decided to go with Quidditch over the other options you were mulling about? Um, I see Kev said he liked the Quidditch one, I guess. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I think my mind was like, before the game started, I felt like somebody in, like, the Alliance chat mentioned liking Harry Potter. And I was like, let me just try to appeal to the people because I can't think of anything. It didn't work. Mm. A shame. I, I did write a whole lot of characters, apparently. <laughs> that uh, is cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at the... I'm not sure how many of our winners up to that point were huge or big Harry Potter fans. I know we have a bunch in the community... But I wasn't. I'm not sure how many of the winners were big. Um, I didn't really know too many people. So I saw in chat somewhere Voldemort. <laughs> <Quit>. <laughs> perfect, perfect. 
Um, it worked. Yeah, very effective. Uh, so Quidditch was going up against the other con- uh, submissions, which were Blitzball, Glow Hunters, High Stakes mm-hmm. Water Balloon Toss, Kite Trials, and Precision Sky Dancing. Uh, and unfortunately, uh, wasn't wasn't a good day for Quidditch. Hey, no, we got we got a vote or two. Yeah, we didn't have an average of six. That's true. That's true. <laughs> two people put we you have... fourth, and everyone else sixth. See, that is a power move. Multiple people didn't even consider me bottom two. That's basically <laughs> winning if you don't think about it in any capacity. You're gonna attend Kigo with Kev, of course, and then the pair of. Uh, the other four are Dum Dum, Heidi, Nivy, and Will. So, what is a group? Okay. Yeah, how do you feel about that configuration of of people attending at that point? Oh, it's a mixed bag because I mean, like Will and I, we got along personal level. I think he was more talking game than I was, and it wasn't like me like being against talking game with him. It was me just kind of taking a more slower approach. Plus, he had gone, like, I believe he went to an extra tribal versus me, so he had been forced into talking more game anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got along with Nivy a good bit, but I did acknowledge that there were plenty of people who didn't get to interact with him as much just because sleep schedules and time zones and everything like that. So going in with multiple people I didn't really have a relationship with, and Kev and Dum Dum, it looks like Heidi and I were kind of, like, middle of the road. So it wasn't the best group because I wasn't able to go with Toga or Ryan and at least Jason and I had a little bit of interaction and Mary, I would trust at least not vote me out at the time. So it, it was not ideal. I didn't think I was like a number one target or anything, but I didn't feel like I had much jurisdiction on what would happen. Fair, fair enough. Uh, and so I don't know how does it ends up being a fairly easy outcome um do you know was like do you remember if somebody specific was pushing kev's name or the fact that kev just wasn't around <laughs> leading to it it, 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 it is a, a fully unanimous vote is it the only one of the season i mean of the season yes i think so yeah let's go i didn't know if someone like got their vote stolen or something at some point i don't, I don't remember perfectly <laughs> but it's cool I, no complaints. I, I feel like, if I remember right, the second that like the tribe was announced, I, whoever I was at tribe with, I was like, "Hey, I'm voting here. You can do whatever." I have like eight. I would tell everybody that I had like eight DMs with them. I was not hiding it. Um, not strategic, but it's fine. Uh, I see here that sometime between the end of the challenge and the vote is when Toka found an immunity blessing. Uh, it looks like she was alone when she found it. Uh, I don't know if that was something she shared with you. Can't say I remember. I think hmm. she... at some point she mentioned it to me. I just don't know when she did. Okay, uh, I believe that was one that ex- uh, it. I mean, it could only be played if she wasn't attending on somebody who was attending. So uh, she just had to play it before there was a merge or before everyone started to go to. Uh, Kigo at the same time um, did not play it this time so yeah, it wouldn't have made sense to because if you use it again <laughs> use it advantage too early exactly. you're gonna lose <laughs> um, but yeah all five 
people who were not Kev voted for Kev. Kev did not submit a vote and was voted out unanimously, five to zero. And so we voted the majority. <laughs> uh, three people voted out of the game already. We're cruising. Um, and so yeah, let's... so these early rounds are pretty tame. Yeah. Uh, sometime after that is when Jathan found his immunity idol that unfortunately doesn't really come into play this season, but could have. Uh, then we have the next immunity challenge, which was the marathon. A uh, little bit of math, a little bit of uh, probability, a little bit of guessing uh, involved here where you had a set amount of energy you could expend over the course of a marathon that was broken up into 10 legs. You would submit the first five legs uh, and how much energy in each of those, and then the next five legs and how much energy in each of those. Everyone you submitted more energy than in each leg was worth one point, and the top five people in total points uh, would win safety. How do we feel about the marathon? it didn't work out too well this all these <laughs> games that require just like obviously there's a level of skill because you, you can think about like patterns and stuff like that there's a level of of luck to it in such like a to an extent randomized event me going into the season thinking oh i'm such a comp piece not working out for me. and i can see it did not work out for me <laughs> but it's fine i yeah, it's fun having this. Even if it didn't work out for me, it was a unique challenge. And I didn't dislike it by any means. It just wasn't something that played to my strengths. So in the moment, I was probably annoyed. <laughs> it's it's definitely a little tricky um, to find. I, I say this, I think, about a lot of different, a lot of challenges that are org-centric, which are, which is that, you know, if you got the opportunity to play most of these challenges, you know, a dozen times, I think a lot of people would be fairly good at them, but the fact that you generally only get one shot at them makes them, you know, exponentially more difficult. Mm. And that's uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. You ended up doing only using four of your twenty energy in the first half of the race, and then overloading the second half of the race. And uh, I think, honestly, I think the thing that would annoy me most about this challenge is losing to the person that submitted two energy for every single leg uh, because there's mm -hmm. not a lot of strategy to that. But it worked for Ryan. So um, he was the last person to get into safety range of scores. You were two points shy. Mm -hmm. Two points shy. Yet again, Ryan so beats me by two points. This <laughs> happened in the second round. <laughs> Ugh, ugh. Uh, <laughs> so Ryan, <laughs> Toga, Nivy, Heidi, and Jathan are going to be safe this time, which leaves Dum Dum, yourself, Nick, Madison, Mary, and Will as the six people going to vote somebody out. Uh, so you've got Will, and that's it. I don't know. <laughs> This is not a good tribal for me. I mean, like, my second highest person that's out there is, like, six on my trust rankings at the time. It was mm -hmm. it's barely, it's only scratching top half because we're on an odd number. Like, this is not ideal. It, it worked out. It, I, I literally see that I made a video called, ha I, I made a 3-2 vote for funsies. 
what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going through my head, but I, I, at the moment I was definitely stressful because if you only have one person you've talked game with beyond just like I I, I see because I'm scrolling through my confessional as we get through the days and stuff. Mm -hmm. I had some interactions with Mary at the time, but I didn't trust her an extended amount because like I saw that she had like done a lot of searching or that she was quick to chat with uh specifically I remember she was allies with Dum Dum who I wasn't close with. Um so that had a bit of a riff there. So I talked a little bit of game with them but I couldn't fully invest, especially when I was probably at best their number two to someone who I had no connection with. Right. So I was definitely going to land rough. Yeah. Definitely definitely felt the uh the energy shift for this vote in the whole oh is like a for the season. Um and well, I had I had no vote too, because the, the the advantage disadvantage. That's the next one. That's the next one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's wrong. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this in this for this vote, Toga finds a vote blessing, so she can gift somebody a vote at this Kiko, and she ends up giving mm -hmm. it to Mary. And so Mary has a second vote, uh, which ends up being fairly important because. Uh, without that, it looks like we were going to be headed to a 3-3 tie with Dum uh, Dum, you, and Mary voting for Madison, and then Madison, Nick, and Will voting for Dum Dum. Uh, my one ally, we didn't even vote together? Jeez, <laughs> what was going on? I don't know. <laughs> um... <laughs> oh, man, that was not a good ally. Oh no, maybe he was the problem. I don't know. It's been too long. <laughs> maybe he was the problem. Um, uh, yeah, you kept trying to like throw out uh, like code oh, words. I, I kept using the word mad over and over again, trying to get him to vote Madison. Yeah. Then saying, I don't want to do a dumb thing. Um, <laughs> it's awful. So good, though. He said it was a good attempt. <laughs> game is game. I mean,. An attempt is better than no attempt, absolutely. Um, and uh, unfortunately, either the message didn't come across or uh, Will was not going to be swayed uh, from his vote of dum-dum. And, uh, but fortunately, um, Mary's extra vote gives you a fourth vote on Madison to break the tie. And Madison is the fourth person like, voted out. It looks like I was a little conflicted. I see, because I was like talking about how I'm a swing vote. That, that's kind of cool. All right. Yeah. So complain. So powerful. <laughs> My ego must have been like so huge after that tribal. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Yeah. But then I got my vote block, and then I suddenly lost it. Yeah. So the the vote blessing that Mary receives is in the form of a baton. And like any good baton, when you get, after you get it, you pass it to the next person. And not knowing what it could contain, Mary passes it to you. And uh, unfortunately, the second after the baton gave her an extra vote, it took yours away next time. So uh, the next... So it's fully personal. What's that? Um, so it's fully personal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So whenever you attended next, you would not have a vote to cast. Um, and then at the uh, end of the next 
during the next vote ceremony, you'll be asked to privately pass this to somebody else in the game. And you won't know what's in it. And uh, you'll have to figure that out. Yeah, so then I later on did find out. But I see that I, I lost that vote pretty fast because I did I made it to the next tribal. Is that <laughs> synchronized writing? Yes, synchronized writing. Another fun one. Oh, my God. This is the second time that I have a partner and then I just go and get them voted out. I'm not a good partner in these challenges. Oh, wow. That's true. That's uh... I get mad at somebody for not helping me, and then I'm just like, screw it. Everyone go vote them out. <laughs> so, yeah, you were ma matched up with Jathan, and uh, you had to try to write and overlap as many words as possible in your like paragraph about something that in something that involved the word country and event and it's it's very frustrating having talked to Jathan through this already that there were two strategies in this challenge one was using a lot of words that would only have shown up in this season of alliance this org specifically and the other was using a lot of words that are incredibly generic in everyday life. And you both used and different strategies. Different strategy. yep. Yeah. That was <laughs> blasphemy. Because Jathan, if Jathan had been matched up with Dum Dum or Mary or Toga or Ryan or Will, he would have done fine. If you had been matched up with Heidi or Mary or Nivy or Nick, you also would have been fairly fine. Um, just turned out that that's not how it went and i can't believe it it's uh it's a shame it really is uh that somehow <laughs> you got zero points oh yeah, yeah um the top what was it two the top two pairs would be safe here uh which ended up being uh dum dum and heidi in first with eight points and nick and toga safe in second place with five points so unfortunate so you and jathan would be going to vote somebody out alongside mary nivy ryan and will so this is a group of people that you can you can vibe with for the most part hopefully yeah it's more people i've actually interacted with so at least <laughs> it wouldn't be it's going to be stressful but for different reasons this time yes this time I have people I like, but I just have no control over my fate. So a little awkward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, how does, you know, there's only going to be five votes cast. So three is enough. And how does it, I don't know, given the fact that you don't have a vote, I guess, did you share that with everybody else or anybody else? And how did you, how did, how do you feel that things ended up get, landing on Jathan? Yeah, so I just looking at my trust ranking, Jathan went from being chill to his elimination episode going straight to red. So the homie <laughs> did something. It was it because I got so mad at him about the challenge, which was not his fault. I don't know. Um, I see that. Let's see, Jathan telling me that he thought I was going to be completely safe. Don't tell someone you know they're going to be safe. That's what Amelia and I think they're in danger. <laughs> that's just. I mean, that's what I would think because I overthink anything. But I see I had I had a lot of stress this episode, especially because I see there's some interactions between Nivy and Ryan, both, both my allies. But how I was playing was kind of trying to, like, separate my allies a bit to where all of them kind of 
use me as like a bit of a hub, which it worked out for a while. Obviously, it didn't win or anything, but it's a fine strategy. I like the idea of just trying to focus on being as many, having like a core set of like, I don't know, three to four people where I'm all of their number ones and then their connections help me out the rest of the way. But whenever Navi started telling uh, Ryan, like, yeah, no, Hudson told me this. He's a homie. I'm like, no, don't tell him I told you stuff. Now I look like a snake. And then I said, like, my threat management was like out the window. I don't know if it was that bad, but it looks like uh, as some, I think if I remember, Nivy and Jathan, I believe we're close, if I remember right. So this kind of went against them a little bit. I think, did she vote in a minority? I'm going to have to check because I know Nivy and I were close. Yeah, Nivy voted for Mary. Oh, okay. I remember now. I. I remember I told Nivy about the vote most likely being on Jathan, but she said that she couldn't vote for Jathan because they were close. Hmm. And not totally what I understood, but obviously there's like a risk with it. Um, I remember, I'm pretty sure I told her about how I don't have the vote. I'm sure I told somebody. I, I can't keep my mouth shut that much. I can keep <laughs> something grids, but like the seeds be out of power. I, I told just Toga and then I managed that for a while. Eventually I told Nivy later on, but that was down the line. But. I, I'm usually pretty good with some secrets, but stuff like that, and literally during the tribal, they're going to find out in like 10 hours anyways. So I'm sure I told her, but yeah, it looks like something happened there. Maybe my assumption is maybe Jason went for Mary, who had ended up having the votes on him, but Mary and Ryan are close. And because I was close with Ryan, I heard about that and I was like, oh snap, we can't go after Mary, even though I wasn't that close with Mary. I mean, she was, like, fourth on my trust rankings. I think just because I was close, close with Ryan and Ryan was telling me to trust Mary. Fair game, Ryan. It was kind of a smart move. But, uh, yeah, it ended up not working out because Jathan and Mary both... Mary was higher on my trust rankings. So I had to, had to go after Jathan in that case. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, Mary's uh, negated vote, going back to the social... Uh, deduction challenge comes into play here and the two votes against her from Ivy and Jathan only one of them goes through and so Mary Ryan will vote out Jathan and uh, he's gone gone for good gone but not forgotten yeah gone for good yep. <laughs> last last time we'll be talking about him this episode absolutely <laughs> um, <laughs> and we're down to nine we're already in the single digits I remember seeing uh, the title of, I don't know if it was the title or the description of one of your uh, YouTube confessionals mentioning the fact that you'd already outplaced SMM. Oh, yeah. <laughs> SMM was one of the people I knew who I saw was in the server when I first joined Alliance. Me and him hadn't like, talked like that much, but he had just hosted me in Yesterorgs, and there's a little mm -hmm. bit of overlap with Yesterorgs going on in that. I ended up playing with Nivy and Yesterorgs like right after by coincidence. <laughs> but yeah, SMM, I first met him over in Stim Vibe, I believe it's called. Mm -hmm. Very nice person. I've chatted with them or most org people in a really long time, but they're really nice. So I'm not surprised I mentioned them a whole bunch in my confessionals. <laughs> SMM's a lot of fun. <laughs> so um, nine people left. We're going to play a game of Clue Relay where oh we were so smart i was so proud of that here, i remember that i don't have to check the key events <laughs> here's Ooh. here's where that uh that challenge beast performance really kicks in let's go hey that was a good strat i'm sure as a host you're like why why are you doing that 
but it worked. <laughs> it was good. Yes. So uh, another challenge where you weren't allowed to strategize with the other members of the group you were working with, um, which made it tricky, uh, but you were essentially providing single term slash word clues for uh, or two. I think you've got two clue words for each target word that other people had to guess. And then the same was happening for you as well. The same. And so everybody looking at these submissions here, you've got uh, everybody got the same words. Every group did ultimately. Uh, so knowledge, public, steel, gold, etc. And the other two groups, uh, so Ryan, Heidi, and Ivy were team A. Mary, Will, and Nick were team C. Uh, Toga, Dum Dum, and yourself were team B. Uh, the other two groups, just, uh, you know, standard guessing, submissions, words, things. Um, the kind of stuff you'd expect to hear at, like, a late night board game party. And, yeah. and then there's yours, which are <laughs> so good. So good. You, every single clue, one of your words was decode. And the other was a string of numbers that represented letters yeah, of the that alphabet. was just a set of numbers that corresponded to the letters. Yep. Now, as a host, did you hate that or did you like that? <laughs> um, that's a great question. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you were like, Max, like a, it was like a workaround oh, for man. what it was intended to be. But also, sometimes as a host, it's like, oh, that's kind of cool. So it's it's a mixed bag. It's I, I agree. It's definitely a mixed bag. It's not always there's certainly been times where a player has uh, circumvented the rules of a challenge and I've been not pleased. Um, I'm trying to see if I can find where, I see if we talked about it any, anywhere at all. Let's... Uh, you, I, I pinged you and asked, I'm curious if you like my code idea. You just said it seemed to work. So you probably didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. Cause it, that's, that's too sort of an answer to like it. <laughs> So the one thing that it bothered, I think that I don't think it bothered me within the confines of this challenge uh, as you experienced it. I think it did bother me in the confines of the um, recovery room, which was doing the same challenge as everybody. So, uh, you know, running parallel is everyone who's been voted out is, you know, competing in various yeah. challenges to stay alive. And at this point, we had Becky and Jathan in the recovery room. And their task was to, they would get every single clue for each of these words, um, minus whatever would cancel out. And because, so six of them had to code the answer on them. <laughs> and it ultimately meant that they got all nine right. And so both of them survived to live another, get another day, uh, instead of one of them being eliminated, as was intended to be the plan. <laughs> In a way. I am the sole reason Jason won this season. Ooh, that's what I'm doing. I mean, who knows? Who knows whether that it's would have been the case? It's a chance that I am the sole. Um, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I didn't. I don't think I had a big issue with it. Um, at least I don't see any evidence of me having any issue with it. Uh, as it happened, and when you posted it, um, I think. 
I think I think if you had been able to plan this ahead of time, I wouldn't have liked it. But the fact that you had to come up with this without the input of the other two in your team, and then they still had to kind of figure it out from there, I think I was more fine with that. Yeah, there's been worse ways of navigating challenges. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so your side, your your you you send out your clues. And as far as you're concerned, perfect scores are inbound from your partners. But you still had to do the lifting on your own words. Um, and so uh, you do end up getting all of these right. Were there any? But uh, it looks like it, was a, it wasn't obvious um, as I'd far as... I'd say probably the hardest one was the word Mary. Looking at like what hints there were. Hmm. nine was definitely the easiest one because i mean like those two hints i got it and that that was kind of a wrap <laughs> yes the knowledge probably mary i i don't know it, yeah. close enough to where i got it but if i was gonna get anything wrong it would have been yes because the clues were wed hitch spouse and pledge um yeah but uh you pull it hmm. out um perfect score for you perfect score for dum-dum okay. perfect score for toga Perfect score for Team B of 27 points. And uh, the three of you, safe from the next vote. Good job. Indeed. Then, then Nick goes out of the tribal, it looks like. That's, oh, they were nice. Um, yeah, so I guess we, you, after you had your vote negated, you had to give the baton to somebody else. And you mm -hmm. ended up giving it to Ryan. Yeah, Was there any... Well, you say that, but also having just received it and it being a disadvantage, were there any considerations that it might have been another? I, had, I remember I chatted with Toba about it. At some point after I told her, like, oh, wow, I lost my vote. And she was like, oh, wait a second. That reminds me, I had, it was because I had this thing. And then we kind of like took a little bit of a risk because it was a situation where like first person got something good, second person, me, got something bad next person who knows yeah so we're trying to get someone to where like who can we take that risk with to where it's not like the end of the world and we ended up going with like ryan because he had enough social connections to where if it disadvantaged him then he could be safe and i think we could generally be fine um but if it hurt helped him he would be most likely to tell either toga or me or mary mary not guaranteed to tell me but if if you told Toga, then I, I think Toga would have told me if he found something, which I think they ended up doing because he used it on on Heidi and then didn't find anything because it was an advantage detector. So it worked out, but yeah, I mean, looking at it, it was, it, was a, it was a bit of a risky play because if it ended up negative again, like, oh, now your vote's stolen, that would have been bad. Yeah, a little bit. Um, but yeah, it was an advantage detector. Ryan had to use it before the next Kiko to determine whether a specific person had any active unused advantages on their person and like you said he picked heidi and uh she did not she was yes i'm glad to be here <laughs> so you and toga dum dum are safe which means heidi mary nick nivy ryan and will are attending and as you said uh just a minute ago nick is voted out here in ninth place uh it is a no. unanimous vote and this was the 
ceremony where Toga played her uh, immunity blessing on Mary. So Mary was mm. safe when she when uh, Kiko started, which who was going to be Nick, Nick's target, and uh, that was not the case anymore. Or fortunately, depending on who you were. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> That's the worst I could have. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, if if that did impact the outcome, um, is that a um, positive change for you? Do you think? Um, I, I'd say if it did. I mean, because I wasn't there, and if Ryan had gone home for any reason, as the other person like had received a vote, if if a, in a hypothetical, he probably would have been the next person to have gone home. Pure odds, if something had been played on Nick, I'd say that would. Well, in the short term, I probably would have been very conflicted about it. I think in the long term, it probably would have been more positive than negative. Because obviously, Ryan's a heck of a guy to chat with. He's awesome. But who's going to ever vote the dude out? So if there was a way for him to have been eliminated without me having been there, and then I could kind of... But I knew at the time he was close to like Mary, for example. And at the time, Dumb was, Dumb was still in the game. He was close to Mary. If Ryan had gotten eliminated for some reason, I probably could have used that as a way to build that connection more. Maybe it would have helped me long term. Uh, who knows? I, I don't know if I would have connected with Dum Dum more in that scenario, but it seems like it, it it was fine either way. But I was definitely I was definitely sad to see Nick go because I was one of the only people I felt like was particularly close to Nick. So I lost one of those people where I felt like was like one of my mind members. Not like someone who would like follow me or anything, but someone who would listen to me more than others sure absolutely mm. yeah very very tough to say um but a lot a lot of moments like that in this season i think where uh, there's a lot of intertwined connections between a lot of different people yes <clears throat> so we're down to eight and uh as it as had been the custom uh in alliance for a long time uh we did a every season there was a server challenge that took place on a different server because it was generally too big to fit on the server for the season and this season's server challenge was the quadrathlon uh an amalgamation of all of a bunch of different challenges you'd already done with which like truth truth be told did not need its own server (laughs) by any means (laughs) Um, just to be safe <laughs> but uh, given that it was the first time we'd ever done a returnee sort of twist um, I think that was part of why uh, we we, st- we went through with it it felt made it feel like it was a bigger thing um, and so ultimately you joined this other server and you ha- went through with a sequence of tasks that were not identical but similar to the uh, challenges, m- most of the challenges you'd done previously. Um, so, yeah, this is the first, and as I think we told you, that the best performer in this challenge would be the first Ooh. recipient for individual immunity because everybody's going Nicholas, to. Oh, oh. No! <laughs> <laughs> so close. Uh, so close. But that was a fun challenge. It's fun. Uh, yeah, you you had the so the the hundred meter dash was an, was kind of like a logic equation version of 
the um, marathon and uh, the faster you did it the more points you got you were the fastest person at the 100 meter dash you did it in four minutes and 39 oh, seconds oh yeah that's my that's my strength right there yeah speed fantastic yeah, yeah. um the next thing was wordles uh where you had to write a 40 word paragraph and then you had to submit two words a noun and an adjective that you would get points for if they showed up in the paragraphs of the other players uh you said when and there which total of four points which was not bad. not bad the only person who got more points than you on that was four and a half so you're still doing pretty good um solid clue relay uh was you'd get a clue you could guess once at what the thing was and then you could pull up a second clue if you were wrong and so uh you'd used three clues um idle lead and tip and you've got the word clue on that one and the second one the clues were light optical box and you guessed prism so you get 10 points in the clue relay which was tied for only behind toga who got 11 uh but really where you did you what did you in was the social deduction portion of this challenge unfortunate it's like the first time i picked orange again (laughs) you only have three choices for orange you'd get a point for every unique correct submission in the 100 meter dash um so when we made that logic puzzle for that portion of this challenge uh, at first i wanted it to be something where there was only one solution and then i realized that that was going to be much more difficult (laughs) so we decided well hey we'll give you these parameters every correct submission would be valuable and uh so that you picked orange that was worth five points because the five people who were able to submit a correct uh formula correct sequence were all unique they were all different um unfortunately yeah will picks purple purple was one point for each person you did better than in the clue relay will tied with you in the clue relay at 10 points and so beat eight other people and that was exactly as many points as he needed to surpass you for individual immunity big sad i'm killing it i just placing podium why can't i get like podium immunity it's true <laughs> i think the podium like any individual challenge <laughs> you did quite well um but then there then there was a little bit of a twist a twisty twist that happened wasn't there um talking about like nick becoming first member of the jury or us finding out about jason <laughs> just or... finding out that the players would somebody would be coming back in general yeah 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 that was that was a surprise i don't remember what my initial reactions were but <laughs> i mean based off of the people who were options i mean none of them were like the end of the world i mean obviously like Again, I don't remember what happened to make me put Jathan in the red on that tribal, but I mean, we still got along. So, I mean, a lot of people voted for him. And I, I, I don't, I think that might have been the one where I didn't have a vote. So I didn't vote him out. So <laughs> I didn't do anything. But he could definitely fault me because I probably did tell people to vote him. Um, but he would have been not the end of the world, which he kind of did become the end of the world because, I mean, he voted me out or whatever. But. Uh, Nick probably was my number one option 
Jason was probably number two, and then Becky I just had no connection with, so that was probably number three, which ended up working out because it looks like Becky won the first three events, and then it just came down to Jason killing it on the last one. Yeah, yeah, Becky, Becky did Becky did really well in the recovery room, um, crushed the competition. Uh, Nick didn't have to do anything to <laughs> to stay alive out there yeah well he had to stay alive in the game that's true yeah it's a different different set of skills um Mm -hmm. and so when they got to this after everyone else had done it i was like hey guess what we got three people who are also gonna try uh whichever one of them does best is back in the game and if that person happens to have the best overall score they will win i do remember we had a conversation in production about since the the one of the concerns was that a couple of these things relied on the outcome of everyone's performance and the seven or the eight of you who were still in the game would not know until it ha- until after you were done that there were going to be three additional people competing and whether or not that would have impacted any of your choices along the way uh, i don't know if it would have necessarily um, but too bad. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't have a better way to handle is. it. Hey, don't worry. It's not like I'm going to be in danger this round or anything. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Becky finishes with 13 points in eighth place. Nick finishes with 13 and a half points in seventh place. And then Jathan finishes with 20 and a half points in fourth place. And so Jathan is coming back into the game. Becky is joining the lounge, and Nick, you will find out when you get to the next Kigo ceremony, is the first member of the jury. Yay. Lots going on. So much. And now the first everybody trial. Yes. Uh, you get to name your new tribe This that's merged, basically. Um, Meraki. Thoughts? I don't remember how we thought of it, but the name goes hard. <laughs> all right, all right, cool, cool. The name goes hard. Um... <laughs> uh so we gave you a day after uh the challenge results before we set up the vote um we didn't want to give jathan like an idol or anything like some survivor seasons have done with returning players but we wanted to give him a bit of time to kind of get a chance to reunite and insert himself back into the game um i don't know was there any real consideration about revolving dooring him out back out ever i mean i'm sure there was i mean it would have had to be at least like a topic of discussion mm-hmm. um obviously to end up happening but i mean if anybody just came back into the game obviously there's a part of you that wants to think oh well if i'm in a good spot which i at the time felt like i was why not just put me back in that good spot again and just keep him <laughs> out because a lot of people already here had already wronged him by voting for him. Mm-hmm. Props to him for obviously surviving and then going on the win. But yeah, I, I, there was no way that he wasn't at least in some people's conversations. And I'm sure he was in some of my conversations with people, even if it wasn't the name that I wrote down. Okay. Did you... So uh, this is going to come down to a vote between you and Dum Dum. Was yeah. there a point which you remember realizing that you were potentially in danger? Um, 
Yeah, I, I believe it was Toga who warned me because someone told someone looped her or or I think someone tried to loop Will in and then Will told Toga and Toga told me they were trying to rope him into a vote on me. Um, and at first I wanted to go after Heidi about it and then later on it said to go after someone else who so ended up going for Dum Dum. Um, but in reality I just needed to get somebody out and I, I don't remember if I found out before or after the Tribal Council that Nivey was, in a way, the brains behind it. I, I know people work together, obviously, but she was one of the big facilitators in it. So that was that was fun to find out. My trust rankings were bad. <laughs> I, I was casual. I survived, and then I, yeah, you know, I eventually put it on Ivy. But that was that was a tough one because I. I remember a bit of like my feeling, even though it's been a long time. As I said, I, I've maybe played maybe like one, maybe two other orgs since then. And a lot of the interactions in this one is like kind of like what led me to decide just stop. I had built like a lot of connections with people that I felt like really good. And I'm really, a lot of the time, I feel like I can be really good at separating game from personal. And the night, like after like 24 hours after that, I was fine. And a part of me, I felt like I was just, I, I didn't feel like I was a good person. Um, like, because obviously I had some anger towards Nivey. I mean, I'm a guy who's played like a bunch of orgs. And I know if you blow up with somebody, it never works out. It's never a good strategic decision. Um, but I did it partially with like strategy in mind. I, I feel like I was like, a, I, I see just based off of stuff from my confessional, I was practically just part of my intent was obviously to voice that I was frustrated, but I mean, they were my friend and I, I hurt them with that. And I, I know I hurt them with that because I've, you know, I've read the confessionals and, and they told me that they were, that they were sorry and everything. But part of me was like saying that so they would feel bad for betraying me so that they wouldn't want to betray me again. Part of me was still in that head space of the game. And that is the part of me that is sometimes a, a villain in games. And well, whenever the game was all over, I'd be happy to just chat and go on with life. Obviously, doing things like that hurts people. And it just, I remember there was points during like the rest of the few rounds that I had and then some interactions after the season where I just kind of looked back at it or just looked back at my time in orgs and how I treated Nivey like that night. And I think there was a, a time where like I got frustrated with somebody else at some point. I don't remember who, uh, but I don't think I quite blew up on anybody else. But I think I think it was like how I asked questions to like Mary and FTC or something like that. I, I just I felt like I was bringing out the worst in myself, and from there on, I like I had like a whole like few like months after where I was like going through it mentally. Oh my oh gosh! And then I stepped away from orgs and started feeling a lot better because. I, everyone else understood that it was just a, it was just a game and like they were fine but I felt like I had really hurt them and it was it was definitely like my fault for hurting them like yeah I could say like oh it's their fault for betraying me yeah but I didn't have to go send them a whole text wall of like anger and sadness I can describe those emotions to them without doing all of that but I had a part in mind that was just hey let me make sure they don't want to betray me again and that was, that's kind of evil. Not like not like the most evil thing ever, but I don't know. It's why sometimes I feel like I 
it's why I said at the beginning, like, in a way, anti-hero, but definitely anti in it. Because, well, a lot of the things I did weren't outright with the intent of being a villain. I had villain moments. And the things I would do to, like, preserve my position or to protect the allies that I wanted to keep were questionable. So I just... This was, like, the moment in the game where, like, mentally I think I, like, took, like, a turn. Hmm. Yeah, I... There's a lot in there to respond to. Uh, I I saw in your, you know, kind of... In your confessional, you said, the fun part about being targeted is now I can play the sad card a lot more. And uh, I don't know. I, you know, having watched so many people play these games at this point and having watched every season of the show and stuff you know it's it's very i don't know i'm sure everyone who's watched and played and whatnot you know envisions like how they would react in various situations to being backstabbed to being blindsided to being cut out and to doing those things as well and and, you know how they would go about it and how they would feel and you sit on your sofa and you know when someone's really pissy and um hurt or you know taking things more seriously it appears than like the other people on a cast it's so easy to just like not understand that to you know to to kind of question why why are you why why is one person out of you know who knows how many people in the game at that point playing this game at such a higher emotional level than the others and i mean it, it's really tough I don't know. It's so tough to like actually feel what someone's feeling in that moment until you've been in it. And I know when I think about myself playing games like this and dealing with the social and emotional ramifications that come with voting people out and people you trust turning on you and just how intertwined the emotions of this stuff can get, I would not be, uh, you know, I don't think I would... I don't think I would uh, convey the emotions the same way you did with, you know, your walls of text or whatever. But I think I would feel a lot of those same emotions that you're feeling. And because it's, it's, I don't know, it's so hard to, I, I think I, I've always said that I would have a very difficult time moving on from being on the wrong end of something that happened in a game like this. And I think when, and I don't, it does, it never felt to me like you, and obviously Nivey is going to be the next person voted out. So you didn't have a ton of time. Uh, you know, it's not like Nivey made it to like final six and the two of you spent, you know, another week and a half in the game together. But it never felt like that was like the two, like that relationship. I don't know, not, uh, not recovered because I don't think it would have recovered anyway within a game within the game but it never felt like it was even i don't know i, I don't know what i'm saying uh <laughs> it, it felt like it was irrevocably irrevocably changed and that there was that like all the pretenses of things were just kind of dropped from that point on if that makes sense yeah we ended up of course like making it like after the season things wrapped up mm-hmm. I, I reached out to him and i Apologized and they apologized and told me he had nothing to apologize for because he, he was playing the game. I was playing the game and then I overreacted a whole lot. And that was the big thing that just 
don't know. I I have a level of I get competitive in these things. It's still people get more competitive than me, but I get emotionally invested a lot whenever I play the game. So I figure if I'm gonna play something, I'll at least wanna play it with some sort of intent to have some investment in it. And then that sum becomes a lot because there's these social games like Survivor and Big Brother and all the other formats out there, they all base so much. The most successful people are the people that built the most personal bonds. So I, I love making those personal bonds. I, I've always wanted to play these games with the intent of just making a bunch of friends and finding out about some new hobbies. And then if I happen to win, cool. <laughs> but obviously it comes with a side of, well, I'm going to build those personal bonds. They're also going to build personal bonds there everybody else. And then I have to strategically choose when to backstab these people. Because if I can't just be honest with them all the time, because that's just not how this game works. So it just kind of sets you up for just emotional distress. But I, I definitely handled it fairly poorly. And I don't know. A lot of the people that I, I've been friends with or allies with in orgs that I've played before, we were super close at the time and all that. A lot of the time afterwards, we just don't talk that much. And that's the that's the part I, I probably hate the most about my experience in orgs is that I just... I didn't fully take advantage of the friendships I made once the games were over. It, I left people feeling like I I used them for having an ally in the game, or if I, maybe I felt like they used me to have an ally in the game. But instead of just making sure people knew that, I, I just wanted to you know, make some new friends, and it didn't really work out a lot of the time. So it happens. But that was definitely the point where that definitely turned south a little bit. But obviously, I made it a few more rounds. Yeah, I, I'm always, it's always so nice to see players like when they're talking to each other in the game, mention like, oh man, like, you know, whatever happens, like I can't wait to talk to whomever after the season. Like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep in touch after the season, and you know, whether or not the intention behind the person saying that is is totally authentic or not it often rings to me a lot like what you say to you know a lot a lot like the messages you put in like your friends yearbooks right before summer during grade school it's like a sense of like oh well yeah like obviously we were chill but it, how serious are you <laughs> yeah because like i don't know i i feel like i, I in my my in, in high school maybe when i you know when i went you know during summer I don't know. I could probably count on one hand the number of like people in my grade I still connected with over those like two and a half, three months. And, you know, I was familiar and friends with, I don't know, dozens of people during the school year. But oh, yeah. for whatever reason, and, you know, it happens in college, happens in work, all parts of your life where you want, you even people, you genuinely want to keep in touch with these people. And you maybe even you think about keeping in touch with them weekly, even. And for whatever reason, I don't know why people don't actually keep in touch. I do it. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people do it. And it's a very weird phenomenon. And uh, I'm, I know I've been on, I mean, I'm sure I've been on the receiving end of that as well. I don't know. But, you know, when you do I you know when you play these games you establish these close connections with 
a handful of other people um, over the course of a month or so. Uh, you don't want to feel like that was just for the game if it's a pretty close connection, but uh, yeah, a lot of times it's just hard because that game. Well, obviously, you connected on a personal level. That game was what kept you chatting every day. Mm-hmm. So once that goes away, and especially because there's a lot of people that, well, I didn't do it in that specific one because I took a, a break for a very long time after. There's a lot of people who just go org to org or play several at once, which I find to be crazy. <laughs> and yes. at that point, I mean, like, even if you wanted to compete with anybody, you're spending every free minute you have just social game, social game, social game. And it can just. You can just make like the few interactions that you have with people outside of games just feel like I don't know. It gets in your head a little bit because I mean, like I've obviously been one of the people that played a whole bunch. Sometimes you're like, oh well, it it feels like such a dumb mentality to have. And obviously, looking back, I I do think it's not a good mentality to where you just think like, oh well, I'm chatting to them, but I could chat to one of my allies who's gonna help me win this game instead. And it's like, what is wrong with me? Why am I thinking like that? Not like the like, I think in, like, a, not, like, the worst way ever, but obviously it just, these games kind of, like, make you get in your head about, like, what, if you're talking to somebody, what, like, the gain is out of it, instead of just talking to them, just to talk to them. It's true. It's true. Um, Indeed. I don't know. It's one of those tough realities about orgs, <laughs> unfortunately. I don't know. I don't know. I, not sure there's really much to be done about it really yeah, but as the that's just how the format works there's not really any sort of yeah. conclusion or anything that comes out of it but that's just life it is that is very true uh so ultimately uh the vote breaks down with uh dum dum heidi jathan and nivy voting for you and you mary Ryan, Toga, and Will voting for Dum Dum. So five to four, Dum Dum is eliminated and becomes the second um, member of the jury. I would assume was probably the swing there, given how close Mary and Dum Dum were. So I'm really happy Mary ended up sticking with me for that. Though I, I'm sure that a lot of the incentive behind it was like her connection to Ryan and Ryan kind of like helping her make that decision. So shout out to Ryan and Mary. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, you got a little, got, got very close to being an early member of the jury, but, uh, we, we, I guess, so, you know, you knowing that, you know, Toga, in the final eight. yeah, given that Toga, you said Toga had like kind of let you know that that was going to happen, that you were a name being out there. Was there any, how, how close were you to using your safety without power? It, it was definitely something that was discussed, but if there's like five, four, or anything like that, I, if I do that, I also run a risk of just putting my number one ally, Toga, in danger, mm-hmm. um, who had had my back, they protected me there, especially, and we had kept in the loop, we even made that like spreadsheet with like everyone's relationships <laughs> and all of that, and tried to fill it in however we could, and we had really built like a really strong bond and I, I honestly was like in my mind I was like if I left and I I come back or they all come back to camp and I see that Toga was eliminated it would have been my fault and I would have rather 
been at risk of going home, then increase the odds of Tugga going home. Because uh, as much as I really wanted to win, I would have been just as, if not more, happy to see Toga do the same. So it was just a little bit of like selflessness, but also a level of strategy to where I, I, they still needed my vote to do anything. Yes, true, true. Very fair assessment, I'd say. So uh, eight people left again, and uh, now we've got some categories. We love categories. I don't know. Have you had you played categories? I assume before this. Uh, yeah, I'm just familiar with it. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Is this is this a game that people can be, I don't know, good at? Uh... <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just the, the more niche the answers, the, the better. Like I see, like for yeah. athlete, I played this guy Yamahimi. He started zero games in his career. He, he was on like four <laughs> different teams. I I know like every NBA role player ever. Like it was, it was like my thing. But then there's other categories like countries to where you can only get so rare. I got lucky with no one guessing Ireland, but mm-hmm. I mean, there's oh, basically any country that you can think of is somewhat popular. It starts with the letter I. So there's some strategy, but a whole lot of luck. Yes. You, everybody submitted four categories. Yours were trees, basketballers, Pokemon, and crimes. Uh, and then we had four sections, uh, section for the letter F, for the letter I, for the letter O, and for the letter T. And uh, we gave you, I think, a minute for each section, I believe. You had to submit your answers within that time frame or they wouldn't count, uh, which caught a couple of people. Um, you were one of the, you have been the only, I think you were the only person who actually submitted an answer for every single prompt i lost by one again (laughs) (laughs) let's see uh you matched up uh, with on the f emotion forgiveness with jathan emotions tough wow um yeah i agree man and in the game (laughs) uh for i you had a perfect clean clean slate of seven points there good job Ooh. Uh O was very difficult. Um you hey, some of those aren't even bad. <laughs> For the category of butterfly is kind of already niche. And butterflies and pastas are so like <laughs> ah. uh three people submitted orange tip butterfly. Um I was so slick for that president answer though. That's true. That's true. Uh I can't believe Obama got points. <laughs> only two people put answers. Yeah. People chose, oh, I don't want to match. I'm just going to put nothing. Yeah. He was like this president. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, or, or, uh, or a Shetty pasta. Nobody got points for pasta. There's only like two pastas that start with an L. Um, dogs, otter hound, otter hound's tough, but yeah. <laughs> I, I was not thinking about presidents from other countries or other anythings when I saw the category. So I thought good. Obama immediately, I was like, well, there's got to be something else. It can't just be one, or else they wouldn't have put it as the right letter. They would put it under another letter. <laughs> I tried to think of something. Um, so four points there. And then last T category, uh, 
treachery um crossed out with a couple other people yeah uh, so it's a it's a good one it's cool yeah uh, okay not, not cool but it's a vibe um you did the same thing with uh the states that you did with the presidents again i wasn't thinking <laughs> outside of the u.s but thuringia and it wasn't even unique no which was insane <laughs> it's crazy well you stopped me from winning you sent it a gun <laughs> crazy um rascal how dare uh and then of course uh the wind rises for tea yeah i i remember the uh i don't know if clapbacks really the right term but it wasn't like okay (laughs) i i know it might sound so mad i knew it didn't affect the outcome i just i just like debating on, on very specific rules because i you saw like, i tried to go around the rules using like a different president a different state oh yeah I, I like to try to navigate them so even if it didn't end up winning i <laughs> wanted to know if it was like like valid or not yeah no i i agree that we did not specify that in the rules i think that's a fair argument um, yeah so it was right i'm just kidding I'm, uh in like two years i have no call. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, you narrowly miss immunity once again. Uh, this time, Jathan is going to be immune, and um, good for him, right? He he deserves something this season. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he got it. It was yeah. fine. <laughs> um, so uh, let's see. Um, so yeah, eight people. Jathan's immune. Uh, you just had your name written down four times, and uh, what do what do we do? How do we how do we get out of this situation? Um, by, by voting IVL. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Uh, I guess I, I I don't know what like originally originated, but I'm sure like I had like an aspect of it. He was like, "Well, I did almost get voted out." I mean, we voted in the majority, and it was well. Some of them obviously had other bonuses to keeping me safe. Some of them were just to protect their ally and me. So I'm sure I had some influence on that, and I'm sure my frustration with Nivy at the time led to me really wanting to get him out. So even though, like, I see like Heidi got a vote or a couple votes too, I would add no complaints with Heidi going home instead, especially because Heidi just keeps voting me every round, anyways. <laughs> but I, I guess it was just it was a more in the moment emotion based focus, I guess, and, and I know. If I remember correctly, Mary and Heidi, they weren't like super close allies, but they were somewhat close. And with Mary having stuck with me there, I, I had to kind of be lenient to other people. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it looks like the same five from the last vote uh, all vote for Nivy. Uh, Heidi votes for Hudson, you, and Niv- Nivy and Jathan both vote for Heidi. So. Uh, much less <laughs> strenuous voting results this time than last time. I'm sure it was just as strenuous, even if I got no votes. It was right after, <laughs> and that was my number one ally for like a good chunk of rounds. It was it was basically a toss between them and Toga, and I I don't know which one I was like real closer with at some points in that middle game, but like mm-hmm. losing that person, even if I had had decided to go after them, like they went after me it made me feel a whole lot less confident in my game because now my game was very much reliant on 
other people. Like I felt like me and Toby were both very social people and we had some level of impact on things, but it, it humbled me. Well, you survived. You made the final seven. Seven is good. Top half. Top half officially. Yeah, we're we're getting there. It's we'll take it. It's solid. Um and that brings us to the scavenger hunt. Uh no controversies with the scavenger hunt. Uh uh so uh scavenger hunt was we didn't tell you what the things were. You'd have to go pull up the list yourselves. That would start your timer, and time was a secondary. That was the tiebreaker. It also had categories rules where if you got the same thing as other people, it didn't count. Uh, and the list of things was the alphabet. Oh, uh, goodness. Intended to be a lot easier for us to, to manage. Okay, didn't, like, was it... Didn't somebody like submit like a picture of their body or something? Yes, Mary submitted multiple body parts. Okay, that <laughs> um, clothed body parts, but body okay. parts nonetheless. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Hey, game is. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as as this challenge started, um, as is the case with so many scavenger hunt challenges. Uh, we quickly realized that we didn't have a firm grasp on uh, how we were defining the the sort of classification of items in this case, um, which is, you know, we end up getting, let's see, I don't know if there's any examples in your scavenger. Yeah, so for example, uh, you had a map out and you tried to submit uh, a city within China for your letter X submission. And... I think I assume you knew that this was a long shot, <laughs> and what you yeah, yeah I mean, you said a serious stretch, um, <laughs> and we did not accept that. Uh, you then submitted a picture. What's that? I didn't have anything. I can't think of it. <laughs> you submitted a picture of your face and pointed to yourself and said X chromosome. <laughs> now that was a better attempt than making X out of pencils. <laughs> yes, I concur. Uh, <laughs> You just had to zoom in there. As I said, they're in there. Um, and so, like I said, this was a lot more, a lot trickier than uh, we wanted it to be in a couple of different ways, you know. Um, and uh, kind of hate it. <laughs> kind of hate it from a production standpoint after the fact. But I would hate judging. Yeah, I've hosted these before too, and um, it's one of those challenges where I, I love the idea of it, but then I have to count everything, and I hate it. Yeah. Um, ultimately, you finish with sixteen points. Uh, not no podium this time, and uh, runner-up Mary gets twenty-two points, and the winner is Toga, who got all but one letter uh, unique and effectively count and countable so nice yeah. love to see it yes and uh so yeah uh if not you at least your number one ally wins immunity it it's something did i play second no okay i, mean, I just had to make sure you were sixth you're sixth um but yeah so final seven toga's immune and in a race against jathan Toga finds an immunity idol in the sub channels. Let's go. Yeah. So uh I don't know. I what uh 
despite coming from seeing your name written down the last two votes, uh, I don't know, you have a safety without power. Your number one ally is immune and has an immunity idol. That's got to feel fairly good. Yeah, I mean, it, it had like a, obviously it wasn't like good as in like, oh yeah, I'm set to win. But I mean, it <laughs> had some levels of protection to yeah. where like, worst comes to worst. I'm sure Toga would have used that idol on me and then I could use it without power. So in a way, assuming there were no battle bags again or anything like that, <laughs> I had a route to make it minimum two more rounds at that point. Right. Absolutely. And I did make it exactly two rounds. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's true. Um, so we two votes in a row, the same group of five, you, Toga, Will, Marion, and Ryan had all voted together. Um, you could have kept doing that, um, but you didn't. Um, why not? Uh, why didn't I use it? Well, why, why, I guess, what, what caused, if you can remember, the dissolution of this group of five who had voted together? to vote out first Dum Dum and then Nivey. Why did you turn on Will? Well, I mean, if I remember correctly, I I was incorrect in this analysis to an extent. Like I thought, like I, I know that now I was like, Will's like two slash three-ish, sometimes four on a given day. At the time I was thinking I was like a consistent like four or something like that. And I thought it was like Toga first, I was fairly confident in. And then Ryan and Mary were like a toss up. But then sometimes randomly Will would say, Oh, let's go for Ryan. I'd be like, <laughs> What? And I'd be down, but I'd be a little confused. Um but it, it every now and then it just I wasn't sure that Will would want to be in an FTC with me. A part of it was that I mean there's nothing wrong with liking chatting about game. But the more someone chats about game, the more I think about like how they would perceive the strategy of the end game. And someone thinks a whole lot about game and me being fairly confident in how my game would be perceived in a jury outside of the one outside of that one round, the final nine. I feel like I had plenty of like connections and cases I could make. And there wasn't I mean, aside from Dum Dum, I had like good rapport with the people on the jury, even if Nivy and I had like a falling out. They told me they targeted me because I was like a huge threat or whatever. So I made it. I felt like I had a decent chance. So I assumed that someone else saw that I would have a decent chance. And while he would have definitely stuck with me for a little while longer, it wouldn't have been forever. I, I, I don't think I was the person who proposed the will vote, but um, I think, I mean, when it came down between him and Ryan, it looks like. So I assume that he decided to want to go after Ryan. Um, and with that in mind, it's a lot harder to turn on Ryan because Ryan was close to Mary, who had at least some connection with Heidi. So in order for that vote to happen, it would take, like, me, Will, Toga, and Jason, which seemed like a bit of an unlikely scenario. <laughs> so in that case, numbers-wise, well, both of them are, like, threats that I, I didn't know if I'd want to set an FTC with. Mm -hmm. There wasn't really a feasible way to go the other direction at least in my perception at the time right no i think what what i think what i really liked about uh i guess the quote-unquote end game of this season is how is how interrelated all the connections were and, and 
you know, even just just even thinking about voting out somebody you are working with had like four or five different, you know, sub sections of like, what does this mean? How do I survive after this? And it was very, very tricky, interconnected setup. Yeah, it was uh, it, it was fun, though. I mean, obviously, you didn't end up like win or anything. But those are the that's the that's the fun side of the game is yeah. the unpredictable nature as much as i love like feeling like i'm in a position of power it's still satisfying whenever the game is like balanced enough to where you have to think about everything in good bit absolutely yeah Uh, so um it works out everyone votes for will will votes for ryan um prior to this or right before (laughs) this vote happened uh, Jathan passes his now inactive idol to Will, <laughs> who plays it just in case, but of course was told that it had no power. Uh, a shame, unfortunately. Or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, yeah. final six? Now, yeah. Right? Six left. Uh-huh. Half of these people make it to the end. The final, like, four to, like, seven is where I got out in at least, like, 25 of the orgs I played. So this is just, like, the Sweet area spot. where I'm like, all right, what's going wrong? Oh, no. I see I ended up with the same exact number of DMs with Will and Ivy. What a fun coincidence. <laughs> I think you guessed that, though. Okay. Oh, yeah, I see. I made guesses. Okay. Um, I'm going to say it was real, though, because that <laughs> is cooler. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so... <laughs> Final six. Uh, The immunity challenge here was tug of war. And it started as a 2v2v2 situation. Um, You were paired up with Ryan. And the winning pair would then compete against each other for immunity in a separate tug of war thing. And this was our, well, I guess one of our... uh, lore challenges this season um, because all the things we wanted you to tell us were related to the commands that you could find so all the names of the books all the colors of the javelin all the countries um all the types of coffee you could order at the cafe and things like that and so if if your pair had the mm. best list you'd get a point and if multiple pairs tied they'd both get a point and whichever pair had the most points would win yeah that was a fun one yeah um yeah you and you and ryan end up getting four categories perfect the uh types of relays javelin colors countries and dictionary words well done and then uh struggled on the other three categories unfortunately unfortunately but hey we got we got second place yes this is unfamiliar territory for me (laughs) yes got did got very close um jathan and mary take this one winning six of the seven categories heidi and toga got two and you and ryan got four so jathan went up against mary for immunity and uh, jathan swept the three categories of the second round and so at final six jathan's immune just what we wanted This is this is perfect. I mean, it looks like in my confession I had some sort of deal with them. I don't know how for real I was about it, but I mean, not the worst. And I see like 
Well, obviously the vote didn't end up being Ryan that round. Jason's description on why they did was to show Hudson he's not next to my voting preference. Who'd you go for next, Jason? Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Who was it? Uh, it? But, I mean, there were there were worse scenarios out there. Mm-hmm. I think if Heidi got it and I didn't have any advantages, then I would have gone home, like, guaranteed. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this is the last chance you have to play your safety without power. So... Uh, that's happening. <laughs> um, and uh, Toga is aware of this, knows that there's going to be five votes. And and this was a very pivotal moment here because I know in the moment and having talked to Toga in since then that she was very, very close to not playing her idol, which... Yeah, I remember she told me after the fact it was like a toss-up. Yeah, and it would have worked. It would have been a really good move on her part if she hadn't. Um, Because she still had that one vote negated back from social deduction all those weeks ago. And so it would have resulted in a uh, two-to-one-to-one vote against Heidi. Uh, And then she would have had her idol at Final Five, wins immunity, plays it on you, and the both of you make it to Final Four. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> very unfortunate. Um, but I mean, that's that's a huge that that would have been an insane play, uh, I think, yeah. to be able to hold on to the idol here um, with you not even able to vote, even more so. So uh, I don't I don't fault her for holding her for playing it. Yeah, I mean, in that situation, if my number one ally is not. <laughs> there well she obviously had other connections that i fully believe were strong even if she did give up like right after it was because she was a threat not because people didn't trust her Mm um i mean even with that i mean if your number one's not there and it's this late in the game just just get the safety even if you'll find out after the fact there was this one small scenario that (laughs) it would have been fine you gotta play it safe I, i i always say i'd rather be like fourth fifth or somewhere in the late merge but had a heck of a like a memorable time versus making it further but who really remembers anything so just (laughs) just get as far as you can having a fun time definitely so yeah you you nope out of there (laughs) um and then you've got heidi and mary who vote for toga ryan and toga both vote for heidi and jathan votes for ryan and toga plays her idol and so Heidi's voted out two to one to zero and become uh, sixth place finisher and the fifth member of the jury. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a nice point. I mean, like Heidi's really cool. I-, I felt like I had like a stronger like personal connection with like the other people up to that point, as you can see from like the DM counts, for example. Well, DM counts are not everything. I'll emphasize, <laughs> mm-hmm. but it shows as much I interacted with people. It was cool that like while. I definitely was not in the best scenario, especially because I just showed that I had an advantage that I was able to use. I was definitely like a big threat or anything, and obviously ended up going home next. It was cool to see that like the final five was like generally full of people I at least had a lot of memorable conversations with. So no matter what, it was going to be a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. So it's you, Toka, Jathan, Ryan, and Mary uh, making up the final five, and. Uh competing against each other in where is debbie muse the final five immunity this was another 
I don't know. I don't think it was quite as it wasn't as lore heavy as tug of war was, but definitely some lore components to it. But more so was uh, just uh, cared a lot about. I don't know picking up on relatively subtle clues that related to the countries you created at the start of the season. I guess. Oh yeah, I was like, I was screwed. No <laughs> chance I was going to get that. Like, I I love like reading the countries and stuff. Definitely forgot everything. And then the goal was to pick up on enough details about this imposter to differentiate them from the list of, I think, 11 people we put together. So uh, it was everybody who'd won a previous season or had been the viewer favorite of a previous season. And then we broke down all their details and you'd have to figure out who was what and where was where and so on and so forth the goal was to get as few points as possible and um the biggest point earning thing you could do was go to the wrong location (laughs) next and uh that everybody at one point or another got tripped up on that except for toka uh in fact and i i brought this stat out every time i bring up this challenge toga's final score in this challenge was less than one than the largest individual leg for all the other four people playing um yeah no it was uh came down to the wire for sure um (laughs) uh yeah i don't know tell me tell me what you liked about this challenge how it went for you if you can recall uh well i don't remember much about the specific details Obviously, like, if I wasn't going to win the challenge, and I, I'm sure I wasn't very confident in this one because I, I didn't know that much of it. So I don't remember if we knew, like, the exact deal was going to be involved before it started. But once it started and it was, like, bringing up, like, it was like, oh, no, I'm probably done for it. I still tried. And I felt like I didn't do bad. But uh, Toga did really great. And if I wasn't going to uh, win immunity, that's 100% I would have wanted to win it, if not have him win over me. So... Mm-hmm. It was really cool to see him win it, and it was, it was a really fun, unique one. It brought in like a lot of different aspects of the game up to that point, well, and some other stuff that we could have just tried to pay attention to. So I liked it a lot. <laughs> yes, I, I, I don't remember which season. It might have been the previous season, uh, Nexus Park, before yours. But I got into the habit of once, once, once I did a challenge that incorporated things that the players should know um i wanted to do that like all the time <laughs> that became one of my favorite things yeah it's a fun one because you, you spend a lot of time on, on this lore and the worlds that you guys like make for each of these seasons are like, really impressive it's like the best thing about the whole like uh each of those seasons is the unique full level of like lore and backstory and locations that are involved in them so you gotta like at least force people to pay attention <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, I in season 5 we had the uh, the the tree mail that season was audio mail from alumni who recorded scripts I wrote for them about other people who had been climbing the that was the season where they climbed a mountain. So other people basically acted out climbing a mountain and like recording stuff for them. And one of our finalists that season had said multiple times throughout the game that they were not listening to these audio messages. 
and the, and then there was a challenge that basically required you to listen to these audio messages and then he had to like sit there for like an hour and like go back through all of them to figure out that I'm, I'm sure everybody else who didn't but still going back through them just like know everything it's so good i love it gotta um, do what gotta do yeah i would love to see this every season but only for the people who haven't read anything maybe like an individual like challenge <laughs> uh so toga wins toga's immune in final five and i don't know so it felt like from the outside you had you and toga as a pair ryan and mary as a pair and jathan presumably potentially being this swing vote position is that how it felt to you yeah i'd say that's how it felt like obviously there was like parts in my head where like technically the person i probably would i wanted out for like several rounds was mary because i i felt like they had the the weakest case at fkc and i'm just a very well sometimes it doesn't make greatest sense strategically and it made sense strategically for me that time I, I i don't like the idea of like i know that ryan was bringing uh, mary to finale because he had a lot of confidence that he could garner more votes than her which he ended up doing but i just like the idea of just have a full powerhouse kind of finale like where everybody where all the three contestants have a very strong case and it kind of just go all out it doesn't always make the most strategy like it made sense for me in that situation because obviously if i can break up that duo that would be nice plus um it would put me up in a position to where there's plenty of other threats at that final four to where I could probably at least make a case or in the final four, it'd be me and Togan. I'd at least have a tie no matter what. And if there was a fire making, even though I got second in a whole lot of challenges, I was still way too cocky about my challenge abilities. So <laughs> I feel like yeah, I, I, it was how you said it was like Jathan was in the middle. And while everybody would like look at other scenarios, try to think of like other possibilities, everyone kind of knew that was, what was going to happen? The only question was if me and Toga were going to vote for Mary or if we're going to vote for Ryan, which we ended up doing Ryan. Yes. Yeah. Jathan sides with Mary and Ryan and votes you out in fifth place. And uh, that's it. That's yeah, that I is it for my path. That was. <sighs> and that. Uh... I know I said, like, in my confessional, like, oh, if I get blindsided, it'd be funny. It's not quite a blindside. We both, everybody knows what the sides are. Well, everyone's, of course, going to say, oh, yeah, I'm voting with you. It was very clear that, like, it was going to be, like, one or the other. Well, I thought I had the numbers on my side. I'm not I'm not going to act like I, I didn't have some confidence. It was still a bummer, obviously, to see it not work out. And I think I did invest a lot of faith in in Jathan voting my way despite me not really giving Jathan anything any reason to trust me in a lot of the recent rounds like me voting out Heidi or well I wasn't there to vote out Heidi but being a part of what led to Heidi going home and that was someone that Jathan wanted to go to the end with because of their connection as quote-unquote underdogs that's how they would describe their relationship a lot if I remember correctly from what he would say during FKC so I didn't invest enough in that relationship for it to really pay dividends. And the fact that I didn't invest that much into it, and it sounds like in his confessional is still a tough decision for him, I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get down to this this few people, and uh, I don't know. It, it always seems so easy from the outside because you can kind of – you see everything. So you get you feel like you have a pretty good sense of 
uh, you know, what the right decision should be, <laughs> you know, and uh, it's not so easy inside the game. And I think it's it's so I think it's so much harder to predict what a jury's going to do if you've played the game with them as opposed to watched them play the game from the outside. Even if you see more, I feel like just... Or, or, or because you see more, because you see the decisions and things they're making that don't have, like, duplicitous <laughs> actions around mm. them, you know, yeah. who knows, right? Who knows how Dum Dum is feeling in the jury or Nick or whomever, right? Yeah, the early jurors, I mean, no matter how close you were to them, not only have you not talked to them for a while, their only interactions about game have been with other people that you could have voted out. So they could have had either positive or negative perspectives on you. They haven't talked to you in weeks. So even if I made it, I I would be somewhat confident that I'd go in with a positive, like, relationship with, like, Nick, for example, and I'd be fairly confident I'd have a negative with, like, Dum Dum. But who knows? Their minds could have changed in FKC. I know when when I'm, like, a first juror, I don't really factor in anything from pre-merge. I kind of just find out everything from everybody else. Because who really cares what happened at Final 14? <laughs> I know, right? That was like day three. Wow. <laughs> um, so you exit the game. Um, you go join the jury uh, over in Ponderosa. Uh, I don't know. Like, as somebody who's, you, you know, like you said, you've, finished in this range of places very often what you're not like one of the first jurors you've had enough time in the game to hopefully get to know everybody who's left so you know what i don't know what is your kind of outlook do you want to give more information to the other jurors if they're looking for it um are you mostly going in there to beef up toga how does this how does this work yeah, I admit, I go into a lot of it of, like, obviously, uh, it's cool to hear, like, other jurors' perspectives. I think I was going in, like, really nervous, uh, just because of, and of course, we've made up and we're homies and all of that, but first time talking to Nivy since, like, the vote-outs and all of that, it was a bit worrisome for me. And all those other people that, you know, I've, I've either voted out or they tried to vote for me, um, there was a lot of stress involved but my main mentality was trying to set toga to up to 68 because we knew that like with me being voted out it was basically guaranteed that toga would be the next target barring an, another immunity so i just want to set it up as best as i can to kind of give credit anything that i did i wanted even if it it was like mostly me i wanted it to just be fully togas for everybody else and toga did a whole lot without me i'm just not it's not me trying to take away from anything <laughs> that they did by any means we both played our own games and they did awesome they, they won like player of the season or something like that for a, a good reason um this toga was absolutely amazing but i just wanted to just take anything that i did in my game and just give it to them to kind of set them up for success if they were able to make it one more round okay um i don't know did you feel like you got any pushback on that oh not too much admittedly a lot of the earlier jurors weren't too chatty (laughs) in particular Mm -hmm. uh so there wasn't really much to talk about it was just me and will chatting with occasionally someone else jumping in when they were around like i would jump in every now and then i think heidi mentioned a few things but it was just basically me and will just chatting just catching up on like 
our different perspectives on a lot of different scenarios and like how he was like well, how long did you have that safety without power or whatever and then he finds out i had it since day one he's like oh shit and like he I mentioned to him like i was transparent about how close i was with toga once i got out of the game like how close we were and those interactions with will like i don't know if i i don't think there was any pushback from anybody at least as far as i remember um it was just like mostly just catching up while putting a big emphasis on hey if they make it just just look at how much they did and how much we like did together they they have some serious winner potential and i my best <laughs> i went to find when you first joined ponderosa and there's a <laughs> there's an exchange between you and will that's kind of funny where um you said to him that you thought you thought he wanted uh toga out at six and then he was going to take mary to the end as a goat <laughs> and then will's response was like what oh, we were, yeah mary's not a goat she controlled everything and like just the the complete separate perspectives and then we both, like, and then we both were like uh, he was like yeah it was so clear toga mary ryan were like the trio i was like yep oh boy buddy got news for you <laughs> and that was that's the fun part of things so we're like if for someone else in Ponderosa, it's not so stressed. Like, obviously, they're going to ask questions about the game, and I'll occasionally ask questions about the game when someone joins. And it's really fun where we can go about it in, like, a fun way without, like, like any sort of stress. It's kind of like, yeah, it was a game. Yeah, we lost. It is what it is. Because it's, it's very easy for a lot of people to be, like, a bitter juror. And I, I don't fault people for that, because if you had a lot of investment, it's not unusual to have a reaction to being voted out. But it was always it was always a good time with them, even if game wise we didn't always agree, or obviously we didn't interpret things the same way. It was really cool to see just the different perspective and just the good attitude that he had, no matter what. Yes, absolutely. So you're in there, and unfortunately, when everyone shows up to the next Kiko ceremony, uh, Jathan is immune. It is not Toka, and mm-hmm. so. Uh, pretty much the writing on the wall yeah yeah that's yeah i mean there's jason had awesome arc and and of course like mary made it and she was in the majority in a whole lot of votes and ryan had a lot of control so it was still a final three where there wasn't really any sort of like bad winner or anything even if the one i thought would be best didn't make it Mm -hmm. i think i mean i think Toga played like the best game out of everybody from my memory, myself included. Like I know I get cocky, but <laughs> I think her social interactions definitely like. Well, sometimes I would try to influence my best as I could her social uh, decisions. In the end, they they were hers because she built those connections, and she did a whole lot more on that front. So I think she would have been like the coolest winner. But nothing against any of the other finalists. Obviously, I'm biased because I was like my rider time. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Um, so yeah, Mary, Ryan, and Jathan are the finalists this season. Um, I don't know. You know, if Toga is, I don't know. I, I I also felt like Toga would be kind of the de facto winner if she gets there with, you know, any two of those three maybe well i don't know i guess we'll never know if that's true or not but um i don't know now that she's not going to be there what what are you looking at like what do these three people need to do to get your vote uh i i admit uh 
it, for me, it was it was like guaranteed that I was either gonna vote Ryan or Chafin. I was slightly leaning towards Ryan because I because I had been close with him through more of the game. I had more of an understanding of his game, but I felt like those two were like the real like front runners. And I think for Jathan to get it, he would have had to show how he took advantage of the underdog position. And while I know that he would have to like acknowledge that he didn't always have power whenever he came back because it's impossible to in that position but he was able to use that position to navigate into a position of power and how he went about that i really want to see that from him like both acknowledge like what happened to lead to a vote out in the first place and how he took that and turned his game around and from ryan i wanted to see him like fully claim moves as his own like not be afraid to say yeah i masterminded this i masterminded that I wanted to see, like, have that fearlessness in that finale. And then, admittedly, because uh, I had perceived Ryan as being, like, a lot of the one in control between Ryan and Mary, I felt like if I was going to vote one of those two, it would have been Ryan. And it wasn't a knock on Mary's game, because she did a lot in terms of building connections with people like uh, Heidi and Dum Dum and the people that I didn't connect with. And... Some of the people that I was close with also didn't connect with. She was really good at taking advantage of those. So if she could like really upsell how those were important to her game, then I think there would have been a chance, but also would have taken the other two also messing up along the way. Okay, fair enough. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, this, this final FKC was a... I don't know, it got a little heated at times, I think. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't intentional. I see like in my question, like I I'm not afraid to just say this is how my perspective was. And then I was it looks like there was like some I don't remember the exact interactions. I, I was just like, Well, of course I lied. It's Survivor. And <laughs> they were like shocked about it. I'm like, Well, I don't know I don't know what to tell you. Right? I I feel a little I felt a little bad after the fact because I even though I felt like I didn't say anything wrong, it still of course made someone feel bad and I don't know, but I feel like the FT the FKC went like it was kind of like what I expected for what I thought I would do going in, which was just kind of like if I saw anything that I felt like I disagreed with in my perspective, I'd point it out, not in like a positive or negative way of like, oh, I'm gonna do this on purpose to tank their FKC, but just in a way of like, well, this is just my perspective and how I disagree with how they told it, and if I'm wrong too, then someone else can mention their perspective, and then we'll find out, but. I don't know, it just happened to turn into something. But it wasn't bad. They've seen far worse situations happen. Yeah, it's... I don't know, it's it's a weird... Especially, like, so the... I don't know, you've, I've seen, you know, you've done a lot of uh, final tribal councils from, from both sides, I imagine. Um, how... Yeah, I, I don't know, how, how... I assume a lot of those were, like how I envision most of them would go where it's like 24 hours, um, maybe even separate channels for each juror or each finalist. Yeah. It was, it's usually like one of those formats. Most often it's like one channel for each juror and then like a channel, well, a channel where like all the speeches are posted in like Google doc form or something. Hmm. That, that's the most common. It's always exceptions. But, but, I mean, it's a pretty normal format. And I've seen some like, whenever I've been in some of the ones like that first time I ever played the second and I eventually got that second one was like the, the most stressful one ever because the very first observer I didn't feel like I was very close with on a, on a personal level no 
reached the FAC, and I mentioned how it was just like, yeah, I just wasn't close with them, so I had to vote them out over the other option. And then they showed me, like, they told me how I was like, they're number one and they're mine, like, they're ride or die, and I'm mine. I'm like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I knew I didn't have a chance with their vote. Yeah. But obviously, interactions like that can, like, start a little bit of conflict. And then, obviously, as a juror, I've had plenty of times where either I see someone claiming full credit for things that I don't think they did, or maybe they're underselling what they did. And I want to let them know that, hey, you actually kind of sold me on this. Or sometimes I see another juror saying just like a question that feels just like weird to ask like a lot of people just like ask like i know sometimes people ask questions like oh say a name a song that fits every juror that's not going to factor in your vote like at all <laughs> and like some people ask like oh what's your least favorite strategic thing about each player like that is not that's not a single positive thing can come out of this question <laughs> so whenever i see stuff like that i try to like say all right let's just change the topic here don't worry about that question but <laughs> don't worry about that, <laughs> um, question. <laughs> that question didn't happen i, just, I wish I, I wish i like could just like dm would be like hey man just, just delete the message just <laughs> just edit it just ask for like i don't know paper colors i don't know but <laughs> It's just a lot of the focus that I try to put on whenever I'm like either a juror or the finalist is putting emphasis on like what questions are actually affecting the outcome of the game. If someone's asking like, oh, what's the song that fits each juror? I'll pick a, I'll pick just a good song for each person and just call it a day. It'll <laughs> narrow down like a genre or something. But I'm not going to write paragraphs on that when there's other people asking like my motivation behind different moves, which I think this this jury did a pretty good job of. There's a lot of good strategic questions asked and a lot of like debates had that I think really affected a lot of votes, including my own. I agree. I think I think one of the things that makes our format a little um, maybe kind of uh, lends to the fact that it can become sort of contentious at times is you have three people who are still in the game and are still like they haven't you know they usually have had maybe a day at most since the the final four uh, vote to you know do a, a rites of passage or you know unwind but they might have spent a lot some of that time working on their speech or figuring out what questions they're going to get and answer how they answer them and then you have this group of like six to ten people in the jury uh who have been out of the game for three to 20 days or so and it's it's i think you see that sort of difference in how much time you've had to breathe away from the game show up a lot where things that where like some of the jurors are like oh man like a lot of this stuff all this all the like drama that's mostly behind us like we can joke about it now but a lot of the finalists are like can we i don't think we're there yet guys hold on a second um yeah i, I was i would not i didn't do it that much in that fight i love sometimes the finales when i'm a juror is just making some memes about just like funny moments that are actually just like super dramatic stressful moments in the moment <laughs> I, I didn't feel safe to do that this time. It was just a bit too close of a call, which is, it happens sometimes. Sometimes yeah. some are just more stressful, especially when I would, even I was just voted out no less than less than a week ago. Like yeah, four, four got, days, three days, or something like. Yeah, I got. I'm sure there's people that were like stressed, like, oh no, I hope. I saw like Jason said the hardest vote to get might be like Hudson's because I don't know how he feels about me. In the Alabama's kind of you're like, yeah, he's chill. <laughs> See what happens, right? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah. Cool. I remember those pictures of him hiking. Those been kind of hard. Um, but no, I I I agree with you. I think that I think there were a lot of people who were really needed to get some specific answers and, and from from all of them from all the finalists to be able to punch in their votes. Um, and uh, it, it took I don't know it was like what two hours three hours or so to kind of ultimately work that all out between everybody. Yeah, I know, like, I said I went into, like, it going with, like, Ryan Lefebvre, and Ryan didn't even do anything wrong. I just think Jathan had a very impressive FKC, and if I look back on things as, like, a very long time ago, like, retrospective, I I would objectively say that, like, Ryan had a bigger hand and more moves and was in a better spot more consistently, but I was just very impressed with, like, how jathan navigated making mistakes early and then coming back from them and then doing it in a strong way while also like in every one of their answers they knew how to like kind of like not necessarily cater but like directed towards the person asking in a way that would appeal to them which is part of not it's whenever you're a finalist it comes down to not just your answer but how you convey it because you can convey the right answer really wrong but he did a really good job of just communication in it and I think it paid out because Ryan didn't even do anything wrong in the FKC, but it was just Jathan really impressed me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, did you get the sense that um, that the effect Jathan had on you was being felt by other members of the jury, or did you feel like it was going to end up a little closer than it ended actually was? Uh, I thought it was still going to end up like fairly close. Like I think that like he was having a positive effect, and knowing that like Toga and I had like so much in common, I assume like Toga had like a similar perspective there. <laughs> Uh, because we had been so close. I thought Nivy was like very likely or almost guaranteed to vote for Jathan. And same with like Heidi. I thought Heidi being underdog, like allies with Jathan, whenever but we had like that little trio alliance, which Jathan actually said he was going to be like loyal to. I don't remember if I was going to be loyal or not, but it was cool. And I think I remember making that because I knew those two were aligned. I was like, let me just, I just got to get involved a little bit here. But I know Heidi didn't care about it because she kept voting for me, but that's game. <laughs> Um, but I thought Heidi and Nive were like definitely just votes for Jathan. Um, I thought Will was likely to vote for Ryan because Will had like hyped up Ryan so much as like this top contender. But then a lot of people were like toss ups. Like Dumb I thought would lean towards Mary. So then it leaves as like Jathan has two people I think would vote for him and myself would make it three. But there's not that many people that I know much about. Like Nick, I had no idea where they would vote. I thought maybe Ryan, but I'm not sure because they still got to hang out with Jathan in the equivalent of the edge extinction basically the recovery room <laughs> mm-hmm. um and then obviously while i had feeling about like where token may vote i was not that confident in it because if i was like only slightly favoring one going in she definitely would be like mostly a toss-up too so i thought it would be at least a little bit closer but i i, I thought more people were locked in for jason than there were for ryan going in okay well that's i mean that's how it goes. Uh, Jathan gets six votes. Uh, Ryan gets one vote from Will. And uh, Jathan wins six to one to zero. He's the winner. He is the winner. Exciting. Yeah. Very proud of him. Still the only time someone has been voted out and gotten back into the game to date. The, you know, he did a great job, and uh, we're all super proud. He... Yeah, and then he went on to hang out with one of the jurors. I don't know. It's like convicted meetup. Okay. 
Así es. Um, yeah, he ended up. Uh, I think he was the one who referred last season's winner as well. He's uh, got got a strong pedigree going. Yeah, there he goes. It's, it's got a stacked squad. If there's like an All Stars, that's kind of like a that's a duo. It's gonna be pretty tough to stop. Mm-hmm. Once they both get voted out, they're my winner pick. <laughs> um, so. Jathan, Jathan is uh, revealed to be the winner, and uh, we get the finale and all that comes with that, which includes some superlatives as well. Funniest player. Funniest player of the season, Hudson. I, I would claim, well, I, I can be egotistic sometimes. The one thing I say I genuinely am is I'm pretty fun. It's true. It's true. Everyone, People vote for it. everyone acknowledges it. Um, best confessionals. You split this award with Jathan. It's a very reasonable tie. I'll take it. I, I wanted that win, whether it was a tie or not. I'll take it. <laughs> it's very good. All those video confessionals were great. Don't get enough of Heck them. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of different haircuts I had. <laughs> None of them were good. I, 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 don't, I only have the same haircut now. Now I have like long hair that goes down like more than a foot long almost oh wow i haven't cut it since i think since that season Jeez, really yeah maybe, okay this is like exaggeration <laughs> a few months after that season okay. it's been at least a year okay that's a long time it's a long time yeah, still a long time uh best alliance you share this with toga of course i mean we were we were the best one and uh your dm channel with toga also the best dm channel favorite dm channel to read from viewers heck yeah so i love to see it i mean we, we were very entertaining we had all the cool spreadsheets that i kept making that most of which had no impact very true <laughs> i remember i would make like i, I would make because i would like have like the document that i would like share with her and i would have a copy of my trust rankings on there that wasn't my real trust rankings and i would just like slightly alter it because mostly we trust people about the same amount but i would lie about like how close i was with Nivy, for example on those and then that's to be identical. So like I have like my own trust ranking sheet private. And I have one I'd share with her where I'm like, hey, look, yeah, look, we're you're my number one. No one's even close. And she was my number one. But I, I that was way too try hard of me. <laughs> I I respect it though. I respect that. If I'm already gonna make spreadsheets, I gotta at least be a little I don't know, conniving about it. A little whimsical, I guess. Yeah, definitely. Um so I guess the last thing is you went through this 30 some odd days of the game and you come out of it and and finally you're able to talk to viewers and each other in a way that there's no no reason you don't have to worry about what you say to anybody anymore and uh i don't know like was there anything you come out of this game and kind of realize or or find out after the fact that kind of surprised you or affected how you viewed the season i admit i didn't really look at too much for a little while after because well obviously i i had been out for a little while and i had a positive rapport about everything and was taking things well the hard one of the hardest parts about where he says finding out after all the things that like people lied to you about i kind of like like the like ignorance is bliss kind of mentality there of just like knowing that like obviously i know that people lied to me but kind of just not letting myself find out what 
It was, was kind of nice. And thankfully in this game, I, obviously people lied to me a whole lot. It was less than usual, which is kind of <laughs> satisfying. But it, it was really just nice to see that my biggest thing that I just kind of check is just, was, was my ride or die, was I also their ride or die? And it was. So yeah. we'll take that. I didn't, I didn't check any other channels for like six months. And then eventually I like searched my name in like the, the server and I just kind of like scrolled through. I don't remember too much about like what specific things there were, but every now and then there was like, it's easy to make comment, like I confess about not trusting me. And I, in my mind, in the moment I'd be like, oh, wow, that sucks. But also I'd look and be like, I actually didn't trust him at all either. Like, I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> and would be like, wow, how could they? That was like how I was a little bit of a player. Like if I find out someone didn't trust me, if they were already lost my trust rankings and they just didn't tell me about their idol, I'll get mad about it. They had no reason to tell me about the idol. I would have leaked it. I would have voted them out. <laughs> so yeah, of course. But, yeah, but it, it, I, I kind of stuck with, like the ignorance is bliss overall. Like even whenever I like search for them, if I saw anything, I just try not to think about it too much because, in a way, once the game's over, the hardest part is like talking about it and talking about like, all the things that happen, both the positive and the negative, because. Both times someone, oh yeah, I got you good. I lied to you there. You remember whenever you trusted me and you like poured your heart out to me? Yeah, I idled you out, punk. That feels <laughs> weird. And same on the other end where like I'll read something about like like reading back through like um when I read through like Nivies, for example, I searched many and I saw like how bad I made him feel that night. I was like, Oh goodness. And that was like that was like the second like channel I had checked, and after that I was like, Yeah, no, I don't think this is very smart. So I've gotten a good grip on, and that was around the time where I was getting a really good grip on just like knowing when to just stop reading. So I just stopped reading for a good while after that. But it was fun. Just everyone had a positive attitude about it. This was one of the, like one of the only orgs that finished up, and there wasn't anybody who was like actively had like some sort of like vengeance against me. <laughs> Obviously, I didn't keep in touch with like all that many people because, as we said earlier, that's kind of just how things happen but there wasn't anybody to where if i asked what their opinion was of me i don't think anyone would say oh yeah you're like a really bad person because of my experience with you in this game so that that was the nice part of it yeah that's always a positive for sure yeah um i guess then um i don't know was there anything i guess the one last thing is like in addition to you know seeing things and seeing getting an opportunity if you're interested in it to see what the players had actually been saying about you um i don't know you kind of get to be this i don't know very very niche celebrity for like a day or two among the viewers um i don't know what what's that like it's satisfying i kind of like people having that like positive thing like ask me a few questions or just like having a positive conversation or something about it and just, I mean, all the viewers who were very positive, it, it was very nice just, like, seeing people have, like, fun reactions to some things, and then obviously not good seeing, like, negative reactions to other things, and if I look back to, like, the, the channel, because that, that's how the game works. Sometimes people agree, sometimes I don't. But it was, um, it was a load of fun, and just kind of, there was just a really, a, a really great group of spectators. So being able to interact with them, whether it was talking about the game or just talking about random stuff, it worked out and i i mean i still chat with some of those spectators yesterday i mean i'm i'm in those <laughs> fantasy sports leagues with them oh, now yeah, that's true. i've been i've been so invested i'm really bad at it though <laughs> that's okay 
I did win the championship in year one, though. So Nice. Very good. A win is a win. I don't know how I did it. I truly don't. <laughs> we'll take it. A win is a win. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know. Is there anything else related to the season that we haven't talked about that you can remember? Uh, not in particular. I mean... I think it, I mean you, you answered on it a little bit. It was really fun to see like the how much how intertwined so many people's relationships were. Like I used like the Jason Hyun for example, to where like I got along with Jason on a personal level. Didn't chat much game with them. Didn't chat much with Heidi at all. And then I made an alliance with them. Then Jason said he would have been down to go with that the final four in his confessional. <laughs> I had no intention of going to final four with that in my confessional. And it wasn't even against them. I just felt like I it wasn't the smartest thing to have both Heidi and Mary in the end. But then Mary and Heidi were also close to an extent, but Mary was closer to Ryan and Mary was close to Dumna. Everyone had like, they're different people. So even if if I chatted with someone, maybe like one message a day or just barely interacted with them, even if we both were online, they were definitely chatting with somebody out there and having a good time. And there's nothing wrong with that. I, I just find that really cool about these games. So not really a, a new thing. I think we can talk about everything that there is about like my time in the game given it's been three hours but <laughs> yeah <laughs> well uh no i mean good i i enjoyed getting to go back through the season with you and um glad to hear you're doing well and and uh i hope i hope the uh, whoever ends up listening to this also enjoys getting to hear and see your perspective on Invictus. yeah anyone who wants to now that I don't play orgs, I will actually talk to you again. <laughs> I will actually be able to keep in touch with people now that I'm not forcing myself to do all that. So I got ahead of I got ahead of Togo. We were such good friends in there. I gotta do that. Hopefully it's been well. Yeah. I know Will's been doing well. I, I every now and then I have a mutual server with him. But <laughs> so many cool people. Yeah. Maybe uh maybe some of them will listen to this and decide, hey, I should reach out to Hudson. If I find out you listened and you didn't, it's personal. <laughs> oh, no. Personal in a good way. Don't worry about it. Huh. Oh, man. Well, yeah, thanks for having me on and everything. It yeah. was really awesome being able to look up and have like all that closure in a way of just being able to just air everything out and chat about my feelings on everything. <laughs> no, really. No, thank you for uh, putting the time in to do this. I appreciate it. It's been a nice nice evening thank you it has been a nice evening for me as well much better than that weird time at work <laughs> yes <laughs> oh man well um have a good rest of your evening uh good luck at your, ne at your next work shift in 64 hours and uh <laughs> thank you very much and i wish you luck with whatever you're about to do if you want to help plan any seasons let me know I'm I love planning stuff. <laughs> All right. I will. Thanks. All right. Sounds good. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, do you have any time restrictions or anything like that? Nope. Uh, unless this interview is going to take more than, let's see, my next shift is in 68 hours. So <laughs> I think we should be okay. Okay. If you would like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting AllianceSeasons.com. Our 14th season, Coronation, is now casting. There's no better time to apply than today.
Afterward, head over to the HQ for off-season games, questions of the day, contests, and other fun stuff. Thank you for listening to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. So long, farewell, I'll be good, say goodnight. I know she'll never leave me, even as she fades from view. So long, farewell, I'll be good, say adieu. Nothing's really left or lost without a trace. Nothing's gone forever, only out of place. So long, farewell, oh, what I'll be to say. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So long.